All right, guys. Three bucks. One day. One day same tree. Same tree. I'm so Woo! Holy oh, shit! Holy shit. <laughs> Get a shot of these. Two farms this year. Number one is done. Did you say bye, Kevin? I did. I already did. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. Look at that. You destroyed it. Joey takes the shop is closing up. Make sure he takes all his right handlers. All right. Deer Shop Podcast, episode Western Hunting. It's episode four. I don't know what number it is. <laughs> I think it's episode five. Depends on what order we put them in. But I am Isaac. I am here with Jay and Dylan. Not gonna try to say Jay's last name because everybody messes it up. It's McClavick. McClavick. <laughs> In the old country, it's McClouchich. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and what is the old country? Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah. Okay. So this is Jay's first time being on any podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking my cherry. Breaking his cherry. Uh, Dylan was here. It's my second. Last week. Oh, by the way, cheers. Yeah. Thanks cheers. for having me. Yeah, of course. Appreciate yeah. it. Good to see you guys. Yeah. We're in the deer shop, because where else would we be? So we're going to start off with some introductions. Since Dylan didn't get to introduce himself last time, he's going to introduce himself now. So who are you, what do you do, and what brings you to the deer shop? Well, I'm Dylan Horner. I like to hunt. He likes to hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Oh my God, that was the worst. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, Dylan's killed some big deer in his day. Savage. Yeah. Very savage. And now uh, he's going on his first ever elk hunt. Yeah. Excited. That's what we're going to talk about today. But, Mr. J, let's introduce yourself. Yeah, Jay McClavick. Um, been hunting out west for, this will be my 12th year. Um, not an elk tag every year. I think this will be my fifth elk hunt. Um, grew up in Ohio doing the Ohio whitetail thing. Started travel hunting for whitetail, and it gradually um, grew into just western hunting, big game. I don't do much whitetail hunting anymore. And so you started travel hunting for whitetail way before it was cool. Yeah, I, I started going to uh, Missouri, Kansas, and Iowa back in the early 2000s um, when you had to do everything like manually. Yeah, you know? let's hear some of yeah, that no experience. Maps. No Onyx, no Go Hunt maps. No. Um, I belonged to this, uh, at the time, was a great uh, lease deal. It was a couple hundred thousand acres in, not contiguous, obviously, but uh, private farms that were leased up by this organization. And um, they had land in Kansas, Missouri, and Iowa. And they would send you a basically a road atlas with the property outline. So and we're then, talking paper maps. Yeah. Which yeah. most people don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> you had to get online, print them off, put them in a binder yourself, and then uh, my hunting partner and I would manually get on Google Earth and use intersections to navigate and then use, like, it was Windows Paint maybe? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like then the first ever paint line and, and put the outline around the property. <laughs> that's and, pretty cool. And then, um, so were they topo maps or were no, they what were they? No, they were just they were just maps? just at like atlas pages. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. It, that's what we used to have to go off in Southern Ohio when all that all the public land down there. It's all. I mean, when I first started, and 
we had no maps. You just yeah. went. <laughs> you have a compass. Yeah, it was. It was uh, it, it, at the time we thought we were. Looking back, it, it was a great. It, it separated people because you had yeah. to put in the work. Yeah, it was. I, I couldn't tell you how many hours of looking at every individual map, outlining the map boundaries, and then cross-referencing it with because there weren't overlays like you couldn't overlay a taco map um and then going out there and almost all my successful hunts were the first time in the first stand yeah like and just hunting topography and that's that's um where i've killed all my big deer was was just strictly hunting topography first time on a property first time hanging a stand yeah. What were the stands like back then? Were they so, not not too different? Um, not like the super light mobile setups that we have today. No, it was a little heavier. I remember my favorite stand back then was a gorilla, like a silverback. I think it was called. Big platform, light for the time, and there was a system where these guys. I can't remember where they're out of, but they made a auger bit specifically for a certain bolt size, and we where you know tree belt yeah like, uh, lineman's the belt fir- the first time you came hunting here yes you're, you're, you're walking up there with a lineman's belt yeah you're drilling into the tree yeah <laughs> slamming these pegs in yeah 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 it's like climbing like a like a telephone pole. and and the reason why that was so important was if you got to a topographical area that you found that was like the perfect pinch point or whatever um but the tree was six foot around you're yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna hang a stand any other way. You have to scale it like Spider Man. Yeah. Well, back then they also didn't have the quick sticks or right. any of that. It was just you gotta lug in heavy I rem- sticks I or ladder. I think that was the year or right around the year they came out. Do you remember the Summit Buck Steps? They look like they look like giant like cow hooves. Yeah, I think I do remember that. And they were like you know two foot long. Yep. They weighed. I don't know, probably twenty pounds. You know? Yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing light about it, but that was the best you could do. But you're not going to wrap it around something like that. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of had yeah. to do with what you could. Yeah, cool, cool. And now, so, so you switched than mine. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. So yeah, I, I uh, it, actually during one of those trips was where I met my buddy who introduced me into elk hunting. Yeah, so that's uh, kind of how you went from whitetail hunting yeah. to elk hunting. Yeah, I uh, met my friend Andy. He was a flight medic for in, somewhere in the Kansas City area at the time, and um, he ended up moving to Montana, invited me out for an elk hunt, and once I did that, there was There's no, no going back. No, no. Yeah. And that was yeah. probably, what, eight? eight 2011. 2000. I think, well, I mean, we'd, we had met in the early 2000s, but, like, he moved up there, and that all played out right around 2011. So that's about your history. We'll, we'll get into your history out west, but that was your whitetail hunting history. Yeah. Dylan, how did you start western hunting? I know you have some interesting stories from back in the day when yeah. you were a teenager, basically. <laughs> yeah, I used to um, start going out with the Pavlix, and dad and brother went first. I think I, my first time I was in high school, my senior year of high school or junior year of high school, over winter break, go January 1st, and uh, it was a giant chunk of private land that we got build a really good relationship with uh the landowner and he had sixty five thousand acres i think it was um all continuous chunk it was high desert muleys so it wasn't um we we did see some really big deer but not 
the quality of deer you would expect like in New Mexico. So went out there, I think five years in a row, maybe six. Cause you're hunting like big time desert. Basically yeah. the only water there is, is cattle troughs. Yeah. There's, there's no water. Um, and they eat bushes and rocks. Which basically. you have a whole bunch of old video from this and we yeah. actually edited one together for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Learned a lot about stalking, spotting and stalking. And those deer never see people out there. So we rode around on a side by side too. And it was sometimes you could drive right up close to them 80 yards. But once you broke that hundred yard distance, they would get real spooky. But most of the time, most of it was all spot and stalk. There was some right off the trail jumped out of the side by side, but yeah, I killed probably four. I think I have four muleys. Um, definitely learned a lot. And then Nebraska. Oh, so. Nebraska. We talked about that a little <laughs> bit last week. Our lovely uh, public land experience in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah horrible. We, yeah, we saw we <laughs> saw giant deer everywhere, all on private. Yeah. What? Couldn't get permission for anything. No. Either. We tried. We did get permission for a really, really nice piece, Little Debbie's, yeah, little as Debbie's. we call her. But beautiful, beautiful property. And the only reason we got permission is because we helped her wrangle her cows yeah. across the road. <laughs> in the middle of the road. Yeah, the cow pasture encompassed the entire road, and she needed help getting them from one side of another. Yeah. That was my first non-big uh, game animal western hunt. My first trial camp hunt. Well, was, you're hunting cows? <laughs> <laughs> Miriam turkeys in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. which yeah. you have a sweet mount for that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Was guy, that the one and only time you went, or did you go multiple years? No, I actually went one more time, uh, but after that, the secret was out, and it became un- it, it became it unbearable. Yeah. And we got I actually got lucky on the second trip where I got uh, introduced to a rancher who gave me permission to hunt. Um, but I just couldn't. I didn't. I never closed the deal. But that that first hunt was. The first time I'd ever camped out there, and just I. So that was your first backcountry like camping. Yeah, experience? backcountry. You know, yeah. I, I just I humped my sleeping stuff and a blind into national forest, um, and ended up killing a Miriam la- yeah. with my bow that's last pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. last morning, the last day. It was phenomenal. It was it was a really good hunt. Yeah, and I've got awesome. a full strut mount, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, in your, in your yeah. Office. that is one of my goals. Go out there and shoot a Miriam. Definitely yeah, we got to find a that. state to go to that's not overrun. Yeah, which I don't know if that's possible. Well, I mean Nebraska. Well, we can there's try a it. lot of. I mean, a lot of people like to hunt turkeys out there. Yeah, I mean, believe the, it or not, the nice thing about Nebraska is they have a. It's a little early for good action. Mm-hmm. Um, Miriam's a real vocal, but they have a bow only. Specific. They open up with bow only. Yeah, Archery super season. early. Yeah. Most of the videos I see snowing half yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that might so, help uh, with pressure and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, that was Nebraska. Then we did Utah last year, which we talked about in depth. Yeah. That would be on the last podcast we did. And now we're uh, we're going to Montana. Mm-hmm. T minus twenty days. Yeah, three yeah. weeks. Three yeah, weeks. We less than three weeks. By the time we're recording this, it's three weeks from yesterday. Yeah, we'll be leaving. Jay's leaving. I think a day before us. Mm-hmm. And you guys will somehow pass me. I hear you're an animal when you <laughs> yeah. drive. Dylan, Dylan drives like a madman. I, sl- I can't go slow. I'm gonna. I I can't do it like I used to. It's gonna be three ten hour days for me. Yeah. Um. I'll find a place. I've got friends along the way that I'll stop and see. You're you're also going further. Than yeah. Yeah. Are. I'm going to the extreme west side. Yeah. We're yeah. we're only going 17, 18, 19 hours. Something yeah. Like that. Somewhere in that range. So we'll probably do. 
12. It's going to be no secret where we're hunting. We're going to be hunting on the eastern side of Montana yeah. for mule deer. Yeah. Everybody will be able to see that as soon as they see the video. So it's yeah. not like it's a secret, but yeah. we're hunting a general tag and general units. So basically the whole side of the state. Yep. Yeah, we all have the same tag, except for you also have an antelope tag, which yes. we do not. So we all drew... And bear tags. You guys oh, yeah, we do have it, but I, don't ho- I hope not to have to resort to that. <laughs> <laughs> so we all drew the general combo tag, and we all drew it with two points, right? One. Uh, two. I think I had, I think I had one. Well, then we bought the tag, the point before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, two. So yep. two. I all us, so we were 100% with uh, two points, so that was good. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't draw. And we know a lot of people that apply with zero, and they didn't draw either. Mm-hmm. So the stats are... I think they came out, and I want to say zero points had 70, 60, 70% success. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then two two points were in the 80s. One was zero. Um, it, but again, So weird. So the two points it's was also, in the 80s. So that's the yeah, lowest it's ever been. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and I... You know, I could be talking on my ass, but I'm pretty sure that's what they said. And um, it depends who you believe and what you believe when you get online. Yeah, because people it, say, "Oh, I drew with one point. I drew with one point." Yeah, but people also get confused, like Dylan just did. They mm-hmm. didn't know if they had one point or two points. Yes. zero and points. They, well, they also some, don't they, the party applications too. Yeah. Like if they if they are averaged out, you may have had one point, but yeah. your party averaged more. Yeah, each state is different, though. Some states you can't, you don't buy the point no montana is like one of the only ones you buy the point when you apply so you're actually getting an extra point over what you'd get in another state yeah pretty much and we drew and me and dylan drew as a party but we drew in a little bit different we didn't initially draw we only got our tag because people returned their general tags when they didn't draw their limited entry so you had to have a limited entry or you have to have a general tag to get your limited entry it then i don't know if that's right that's what it said when we oh, drew. Okay. So you have to draw the general tag in order to get the limited entry tag. And you can check on there. If you don't get your limited entry, you turn back in your general. I'll take your word for it, man. That, that's that's <laughs> what I read. This it. shit confuses me so it's much. It's so confusing. I, I put in for so many tags that I they all start to run together. I yeah, it, we can lead to that conversation. People don't understand how confusing, how complex, and how expensive all the Western draw. Yeah. It is, just to get points every year. Just to get you points. Know? You're spending a thousand dollars to get At points least. in like the five or six major states. Well, yeah. I mean, it's come it's come full circle to Whitetail. I mean, mm-hmm. I drew I drew a Iowa tag this year. That'll be my last hunt of the year, travel hunt. That'll be awesome. Um, but it took me. It's my fifth point. You know, I think fifth point right now in that zone is a hundred percent. Yeah. But that's uh, fifty dollars a point times five. Mm-hmm times 600 plus 600 for the tag plus the mandatory 150 dollars doe tag yeah. you're pushing a thousand bucks to hunt a whitetail every five years in iowa that's insanity <laughs> insanity well well not how much did we spend on these montana tags yeah but comparatively um elk versus a whitetail but mm-hmm. iowa has their shit going on yeah, yeah. I, they, iowa is they they the the gold standard yeah. when it comes to this is the only time I get well, excited to hunt uh, Ohio. Whitetail I think Ohio could be like 100%. that if, if they did a drawing system because I grew up hunting in southern Ohio and there's during the rut during gun season there, that's the only big chunk of public land we have is down you know Morgan County Guernsey that area down there and yeah there was, everybody knows southeast part of the state but the there's so there's many out of state hunters because it's cheap 
It's a hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, hundred twenty bucks for anyone in the world to come here and hunt when we have world class whitetails. You know, and it's unlimited. It is. It's, it's unlimited. It's, it, there's no cap. There's, yeah, it's over the counter. I mean, and, we do uh, have good deer herds everywhere, I believe, but it, it's just. I think. I think it would be managed a lot better if we did. Yeah, the the, draws the amount like of that. acres of public land compared to the hunters yeah. is phenomenally the, low. The yeah. biggest this is this I looked up this stat like maybe three four years ago. It was the biggest bummer of a stat for being my home state mm-hmm. that I could imagine. More residents killed their deer on public land than non-residents. So that means in like, Ohio. In Ohio, so non-residents killed more deer on public land than residents did. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm private. Non-residents killed more deer on private land than residents did. Well, that's in, all in the, the guiding thing. stuff. It's, it's, it's all the leasing. The leasing right? and, yeah, and, and we people, know that that's knocking on our back door right now. Yeah, there's we so have many outfitters knocking on our back door right yeah. now. There's so many people too that will pay big money to lease my. Basically, my brother-in-law has a big farm in Kachokton, and I think he leases. I think he's got like a thousand acres, thirty-six dollars an acre, somewhere in there. That's what he. I mean, it's for. that's that's insane. Thirty-some thousand dollars a year. There's no way we can compete with that. And good. Hey, and you know what? Not to take away, if if this is you know, it's all about capitalism. I I have no problem with it. Yeah, of course. And to a point. To a point. Um, Well, and capitalism goes so far. We have a valuable resource that we're selling for pennies, pennies on the dollar. But to bring it back to like what you said, there, I think there is an opportunity for us to look at Iowa as a model, Mm -hmm. and we could. It's almost like if you could use the um, analogy of a a taxidermist, right? A very good taxidermist Mm -hmm. could charge more, do less work, but make more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. We don't do that. We just come one, come all for pennies on the dollar. Yep. For what? But if we could put in some sort of a draw system, I yeah. mean, how smart is it for Iowa to charge me a mandatory $150 doe tag? Guess You're what gonna I'm going to do? It. You're going to buy it. You have to. I have but, to. But guess what? Yeah. I'm going to kill a doe. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people I'm are going to make sure they fill that. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not spending $150 for yeah. no reason. And I'm that also. Kill a doe and I'm going to do my part for management. Yeah. That's where it comes back to is like. Our buck to doe ratio down there is probably ridiculous compared to up here. Yeah, and we have no problem with the number of deer. That's not yeah. the issue. It's the number of hunters and the number of pre- the, yeah. the amount of they pressure just, out there. ODNR we have just of deer. needs to figure out a lottery system for out-of-state hunters, and In they can make more money because we don't have public land. I mean, raise a lot of revenue, buy more public land down there, and because that's really the only spot. You I mean you can't buy it? There's no public land around. There's a little chunk, but there's not a big enough property. Um, too many houses and you know down there is like you know you can go for five thousand acres ten thousand acres or something oh yeah yeah but i don't know so that's our whitetail rant yeah (laughs) a bunch of angry (laughs) residents so but to be fair i'm sure some montana residents are saying the same thing about absolutely us out-of-state hunters coming to montana absolutely there's a huge huge difference though we pay for it it if it wasn't for us they and they're going to hate me for it. They're, they wouldn't have the public land and the systems that they do. Exactly. You know, because we were paying $1,500 for combo tag, something like that. Mine's over two grand with the bear yeah. tag and antelope tag. I, yeah. I have to say, despite all like the online non-resident hate, and as long as I've been doing this, 
the only bad experiences I've ever had with other people were other non-residents. Yeah. I've never had a bad experience with a resident. Yeah. I've never, ever. I've never but even had a nasty look but from it, a non-resident. It's also, by. it's also, um, the, uh, how many tags they give out. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's more and more hunters every year. There's just more people applying every year mm-hmm. and people are talking about it more. And it's, so they, they give out a finite, a number of non-resident tags, but they give yeah. an unlimited amount of resident tags. Well, to b- bring it full circle back to what we started this conversation with, with my early days of travel hunting, it required so much work and effort. Now it requires yeah. virtually none. Yeah. It's yeah. all at your fingertips. You can go and go, go hunt and yeah. find everything. And, and what need. a great, what a great, mm-hmm. you know, business idea. Like, yeah. it's oh, yeah. brilliant. And they know their shit. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Yeah, they it's, do the research. And, yeah. And they make cool shit. Yeah. I love, <laughs> love watching their videos, yeah. listening to their I podcasts. Mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean... Um, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting conversation to have. I wish we could have someone from Montana here to talk to. I, I'm wondering <laughs> when it comes full circle, though, and then all of a sudden because Iowa has been that, that area of Iowa that I hunt um, has been five points for the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, when's it going to come for full circle where the Eastern side of the United States cannot get drawn out West and yeah. they start mm-hmm. putting more and more into Iowa. All of a sudden Iowa starts seeing all this point creep, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think it's cyclical. And yeah. I think it's it, all going to catch up everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to start seeing draws for Indiana tags and West Virginia tags and all that. All that's going to happen because except Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> except Ohio. Come up, come one, come off. Maybe, maybe it'll change one day. Yeah, who knows? But anyways, we got off that little uh, tangent. Let's talk about our hunts. And uh, I'm going to have Jay start because he has an impressive lineup. It's going to be. Uh... It's going to be a good year. Um, I drew three good tags, um, for me anyway. Uh, I drew a, a Montana combo tag, um, a tag that will remain nameless because it's hard to draw and I don't need to draw any more attention to it. Um, fair, fair. And it, if I were to give any details about it, you'd know what it was right away and all of a sudden it would go from 14% chance to four percent yeah but i've actually be a cool tag yeah it's gonna be a great tag and it couples up with my montana trip so as soon as montana's ending this one's starting and uh and then i'll so i have six weeks um i'm leaving august 29th um and then i do back here i think my first day back at work is october 15th so he's going to be on the road for six weeks yes majority Most most people most common folk can't really imagine what that's like. Yeah, Damn it's. Uh, I think the. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't have a family, so you know, yeah. um, you know, my responsibility is having a good time, and uh, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll come back um, for two weeks, and then right around Halloween, I'll head back to Iowa and um, be there till. I haven't really discuss with my hunting buddy out there who how long i can stay but when i overstay my welcome he'll kick kick me out it's going to be at least a couple weeks yeah yeah yeah, for sure you're going to be eight plus weeks yeah on the road this year yeah yeah that is is impressive so um it'll be good man i uh 
I, I feel like not including the bear hunt you guys already went on. Not including. Oh, the that's bear right. Hunt. <laughs> yeah, no. To um, be mentioned in a in a podcast in the future. Yeah. But um, and then I'll I'll have to wrap it up and I'm I'm shutting everything down until next year. We're when I go to Alaska. Yeah. So, we, which we are very jealous of. Jay is planning an Alaska trip, and I'm sure we'll do a podcast about that before he goes. But he's doing a do it yourself moose hunt basically yeah yeah i think that's what um you know we all pride ourselves in i think is the do-it-yourself you know um there's it's funny how people put a spectrum on Mm do-it-yourself like which is like oh you use on x it's not do it yourself yeah there's different (laughs) levels (laughs) man i i don't know um but uh what i consider do-it-yourself you know i do all the homework uh we 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 do all the homework we sit together we map together um we Let's have a little party and yeah nerd I mean, out for it's, a little bit. yeah nerd <laughs> out and, and listen if you can get some local resident info and apply it to you to your strategy and man that's that's just yeah, all part great. of you it you just did a little bit better Absolutely. detective work yeah, yeah. yep yeah, Which it's is, not like there's a secret to any of it you just just yeah. do it Go more. There, some people it. have more resources than others. And yeah, my, some my, people know people there. Or here yeah. And, I mean, my biggest resource is time. Yeah. I get to be out there the entire month of September, yeah. you know, and I'll probably come home with tag soup and, you well, know, we and, hope not. and I'll, and it'll still be awesome. You know, I don't care. So six weeks in Montana, you're going to be focusing on elk primarily right yeah um it'll be while you guys are east i'll be west um i'm not going to give up any elk time for mule deer uh i've already got probably my early season planned out um i've got some some plans for that and then um hopefully he just you just kill an elk first week while we're mule deer hunting and then oh then i'm, I'm then, heading your way hey, then well we no that. then we'll come out to you and we'll hang out with you and find all yeah, the well, either way you can guide us <laughs> yeah and it yeah. won't be do it yeah. yourself yeah. for us anymore <laughs> yeah. Guide. yeah it'll be but yeah i mean I'll, I'll be flying solo unless we can hook up and and i hope we can that'd be great yeah that's going to sure be in will. the plan somewhere i'm sure we will yeah. we'll be out there I, my plan is be out there for three weeks yeah so, so. we'll kind of jump to mine and dylan's hunt before we talk about jay some more yeah me and dylan are leaving ohio uh, the end of August 30th, I think. Yeah, August 30th. Yeah. I think it's it's like midweek. It'll take us a day, hopefully just one, maybe a day and a half to drive out there. I don't know. Dylan might just leave me in his <laughs> dust because I stopped at a rest stop too many times. Uh, I think I think we we don't need to kill ourselves getting out there. There's no reason to. I mean, no, drive, I mean, get get a good 12, yeah, 12 yeah. hours in the first day and then have five, six hours to drive the next day. Yeah, and then we can hunt that yeah. evening. Or well, you can start scouting. Scout. So our our tag doesn't start till that Saturday, but I have an antelope tag, yeah. which opens up like two weeks before. So we're going to be scouting the first couple of days with the chance of maybe getting some stalks in on some antelope. And the antelope tag in Montana is used to not be sought after, but now it's it's more sought after. It took me a couple points to draw it, but it's a archery antelope tag, and uh, hoping hoping to have some luck with that. I don't know exactly how it's going to go. I'm going to be doing the spot and stalk method. Are you not going to do uh, uh, water hole blind? I don't know if I'm going to take a, a blind. <laughs> I'm not sitting we, there with him. We, we've, <laughs> had, we've had this discussion <laughs> so many scout. times about how. I, uh, I don't have the patience for that. No, I have patience to deer hunt, but I cannot sit there with And I don't think hole. I have the patience for it either. Yeah. 
possibly there might be some uh, long mid uh, midday hours sitting a watering hole. Yeah. Maybe a makeshift blind. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a blind. We'll see. If we uh, find mule deer first, though. Yeah. If we find <laughs> yeah. What is your order? Are you guys going to do? We're starting. Well, if antelope's obviously always there. Um, but the antelope, I think it's going to be a target of opportunity. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to go out and search, I don't okay. think, too uh, much. Yeah. Unless if we see them, mark them, hunt them, try to. But Yeah, it, I think the antelope's going to be quick stalks. And when I was there, so a little bit of history, I went to the same spot we're going bow hunting, rifle hunting two years ago. And I was successful with getting a, a four by three mule deer. Not a bad one for my first first mule deer, but I did see a lot of antelope and they were mixed in with the mule deer. So that's why the antelope kind of is going to be a target of opportunity. We're stalking in on a mule deer. We find an antelope that we can put a, a stalk on. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So starting, start hunting Saturday. Yep. Um, and nice thing is too, we'll have two trucks. So, cause he's staying out there longer than I am, but with having two trucks, we talked about parking, you know, if there's a big stretch of public yeah, that which, we can get. Which I already have one picked out. It's yeah. actually where I shot my mule yeah. deer. I mean, if we can walk, if it's a 10 mile stretch and we can camp it, hunt it for three, four days, get mm-hmm. to your truck. That way you don't got to hike yeah, back the other great. way 10 yeah. miles. You that's know? A, and, nice. and covering land out there, I think it's going to be a huge thing because it's big open land. There's little coolies, little river bottoms and stuff, but it's mostly open. Yeah, we got to make sure we find chunks too that is no ATV allowed because, or are they all ATV? Uh, it kind of depends out there. There's national forest land and there's state land and there's BLM land. Yeah, the BLM land, they're allowed to take four wheelers, but only if there's like a designated trail. Because yeah, Nebraska, we're hunting. There's people just flying by us, getting all the way in the back. And which that was on national forest land, and they weren't allowed to. Yeah, people do. People do what they're gonna do. <laughs> I didn't have any issues when I was rifle hunting, but I also wasn't in that unit for very long. Yeah, you're only there for two days, day, a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, day and a half. I shot my deer on the first day. Yeah, so I think we're going to do do that for a week. Yeah, at least so. a week. Say so a solid week unless we kill early. And or if it's 100 degrees like it was last year, maybe yeah. we'll bail to the mountains. Yeah. And we can come back and hit it on the way out. Yeah. I mean, it's only, it's what, five, probably five-hour drive from where we are, four? Yeah, just, I mean, just, Depending on where we just generally to get from the east side of Montana to the west side of Montana. It's no secret where we'll be going. We're not going to share some physics, but... Probably about six to eight hours yeah. across the state. Yeah. And there is some places closer where we could stop and look for elk. But a lot of That's those, one thing we need to go over too. The units. We it's need, so confusing. Well, we need it like tonight after after this podcast, we uh I wanna sit down and mark units where we can hunt mule deer and elk in. Mm-hmm. I wanna mark all the units we can elk hunt in. Um because that way when we're out there, you don't have service or something where we're driving, we see elk. Yeah, yep. and this, this all goes into the homework we do beforehand because mm-hmm. no matter what we do, we do homework for weeks, and then when we're out there, we're trying to find Wi-Fi so we can get back on the computer and map. <laughs> yeah. It's never, inevitability. You, you, can, you can never do enough. Yeah. You can never do enough. But the we, more prepared you are, the yeah, better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the more, the more, <laughs> and you're never, it's like bu- building a like building a pole barn. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you build it. You're always going to wish you build a bigger. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I don't, I don't think we're going to waste too much time either taking days to walk miles and miles and scout because we did that. In no, Utah. we're going to we we're just gonna find our out. glassing points and we're going to yeah. find the deer. Yeah, and and, and the eastern side isn't going to be bad to walk. Yeah, let, let your you know, glass do the walking, man. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. That and it's not bad to walk too. I mean, it's we're not going to be no, mountains. And, and every uh, every inch of land we're going to be on is cattle pasture land, mm-hmm. basically on that eastern side of the state. 
So there's going to be nice trails. It's going to be flat. There's not too many mountains. Yeah. Water's going to be our biggest issue. We're going to be filtering water out of nasty cattle. Do you guys have like a, I mean, you two killers won't, but let's just say hypothetically you're having a rough go. Do you have a max to where you're going to tap out and head west? A week. Yeah. I think a week. I think because we want to get, we want to get elk hunting for, you know, we want to have a solid two weeks elk hunting, I think. Because yeah. that's what we'll have. I mean, we're I, and if you know, if it's hot and it's bad and the weather's looking bad, we cannot find well, deer. We might leave earlier. But I well, think there's I the think unpredictable we, thing yeah. too, man. We don't. Yeah, the know. weather. We yeah, don't know. you yeah. could be getting huge storms out there and having a miserable time. We could yeah. be having the time of our lives. Yeah, and and vice versa. Yeah. So we're going to be fle- that. I mean, we that's have, what's nice too. Yeah, we have all the time in the world. Most people go on this hunt have five, seven, maybe ten days. Mm-hmm. Jay's got six weeks. <laughs> we have th- almost three weeks. I think yeah. it's twenty days. Yeah, if you count the scouting. Yeah, maybe twenty-one. Because I, I got to be home by the twenty-third, I think. Which I, is I got to stop hunting on the twentieth. Yeah, so, Kendall's flying in. Yeah, so we got it's twenty days. Yeah. So so you'll leave the morning of the twenty third. <laughs> if it comes yeah. down to it, comes down to it. <laughs> drive, if it comes down to it, I mean, day. if we have no luck and we if we do get elk early and we're done, I'll probably head back to the eastern part and hunt for the last couple of days on my way home. Yeah, I mean, it just we're, depends. We have flexibility and two trucks. Everyone's got their own vehicles. I, so. I just think that is the most value, valuable thing you could possibly have going out there is time, time yeah. and flexibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Utah, we're only but we're tapped out i mean we we went way too hard way too quick oh my gosh yeah that was and it a total, was, total different ball game i mean we were there for what nine days yeah something we, like that we hit the ground running yeah so we we were gonna learn from that yeah and maybe take it a little easier when we're scouting because mm-hmm. i i can safely say that i scouted harder than i hunted when yeah. we were in utah mm-hmm. just because the way the way it went and we you were ready to roll first two three days we were scouting the whole time yeah. Climbing mountains like crazy. By the time the fifth day came around, we've been hunting for two days. We we're wiped out. Yeah, but you come off. I mean, you need you need rest too. You know, mm-hmm. coming off the mountain after you killed your deer, come back down, sleep in the hotel room, take a shower is the best oh thing in the God. world. Uh, yeah. Reset everything. Yeah, and Panda Express. That's, <laughs> that's what we were talking about with my six weeks. That'll that'll be my longest stretch I've ever done. I think the yeah. longest I've ever done was like four and some change. Yeah. And at the end of that, man, I was so I was if you, struggling. If you kill early, can you go start your other hunt as no. soon or certain date? I yeah. could I could scout, but I've already I've already drawn this tag in the past. Yeah. So I already it's pretty much a yeah. done deal. I already so know. So if you where kill I'm the going. first week. If I kill the <laughs> just, fir- if I kill the first week, I'm gonna try to find you guys. Yeah. Yeah, because he's um, gonna be able to mule deer. Because I can still mule deer. Oh out. yeah, that's true. And then yeah, um, the I'm gonna bring my fishing stuff. Yeah. Um and then again the I'll make use of the time. I'll scout more. I should more. bring my fishing stuff. I, yeah, I, I don't. Idea. I mean, I'll scout more. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm bringing my fly fishing stuff. Yeah. You, know? you gotta. We we do have to, the regulations on Montana fishing is way different than here. Yeah, it's there's confusing. certain, but we do have a fishing license that yeah. came with our. Yeah, certain certain rivers are no barbed, I, I, no felt bottom waders. It's you just we just have to double check all that stuff. But I definitely want to do some fishing, even yeah. if it's just in a little stream. Yeah, somewhere. it would be you know, awesome. That'd be a cook up a trout. Oh yeah, open fire, and just to kind of kill the monotony. Yeah. Oh, it's always great to yeah. break it up, and that goes back to having so, time. 
Yeah. And know? some people might want how does how do you survive for that long out there? Like give us a rundown of your trip. You break dude, it up in wipes. Uh <laughs> so I think a lot of it I I don't I don't make the claim that it's for everyone. Yeah, because this is the thing you don't see. You don't see this. People talking about this on the internet. You don't see this in all the sexy YouTube videos. No, the people solo, being out there for weeks. Yeah, solo. and and like I shared uh, backstory. I shared my first Western hunt with my friend Andy. The first first time I ever went. You know, and um, ever since then I've hunted solo until you and I went. Yeah, until we start hunting. Yeah. So um, I'm very particular on who I go with. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just that way because I, I, you know, everything. Well, when I've, you're when you're by yourself, you can't you don't have the option to blame anyone else on something. You right. Know? I, yeah. and, and, and I like, like the idea of that my my whole background has been like solo sports, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, that yep, kind yep. of thing. And like you only have one person to blame mm-hmm. if you lose. Yep. And that's me. And yeah, I, and I like that aspect of it. I like going there and, and um that challenge the mental challenge of being out there that long um people think oh you're on vacation that long it's how yeah. hard is it it ain't it, it is it's not it's a walk something. in the park it it it, it gets <laughs> i'm telling you it it's, it's harder than it sounds yeah because yeah. i haven't done it as extended time as jay has but i've done up two weeks i think we figured out my montana trip a couple years ago and it's a constant battle in your head you yeah. are fighting yourself the whole time. You're fight- invisible demons. I yeah. Don't say. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, yeah, I mean. Um, That's why I like going with Isaac so I can bitch at him when something's yeah. wrong. Yeah, you have someone to blame. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, yeah. should have did this. It, it's, uh, it, it's not, like I said, it's not for everyone. Um, I like the difficulty of it. Um, and, and I can genuinely say I'm a different, better person when I come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you when, know, with what we do for a living and, and uh, just getting away from it for a yeah, while. You, you got You have to get away from that, that you know, aspect of things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I just, it's nice to reconnect, you know. Um, I, I, I could get all poetic and shit, but <laughs> the bottom line is it's, it's something I, it really has grown into not, it's, it's not, um, it's a non-negotiable in my life. And it's um, something that you have to do. I, I have to do it. I have to do it. Um, the, the one time in the last 20 some years that I have not traveled to hunt was when I studied for promotion mm-hmm. and, and that just happened to be the time I went out by myself. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a uh, extremist. So when I decided to study for promotion, that's all I did for a year. Um, I decided not to hunt. I felt like it would be a distraction, so I didn't do it. And, hey, I got promoted, so it worked. Yeah, but I ended up bailing on you on a hunt, which I don't feel great about. Well, but to be fair, you, you still went out that year. We went to... Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we went to that undisclosed location. Undisclosed yeah. location of yeah. hunting. And it was a great hunt. It was a great It was hunt. your first one, right? It was your first was Western my, hunt. It was my first elk hunt. Yeah. Awesome. Which that'll lead to Dylan. This is his first elk hunt. Yep. So the man, the myth, the killer, Dylan's first elk hunt. And I think they say it's something like 6% of do-it-yourself out of residence get successful the yeah, first or, year. Or get one. Yeah. So, I'm determined. So we're going to get one. Yeah. So we have a 6% each, 12% total. I think we could deal with those odds. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think it works that way, but <laughs> no. I think it's 6%. You just gotta, no matter how you look at it. I mean, we're, we're very 
I, I think all of us are very instinctive when it comes to hunting that style that we're doing. And I, I'm a very big turkey hunter, and I know it's completely different. But as long as far as the vocalizing goes and calling back and forth, knowing when not to call, knowing, you know, yeah, trying, so to it's piss, gonna be, trying to piss him off and it's get gonna him It's going to be Dylan's in. first time elk calling at elk, and he's a wizard when it comes to turkey hunting. So I am excited to yeah. hunt, and I'm excited for him to call me in yeah. a big bowl. My calls are, I mean, I first time picking it up, it, they, they, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah, so. we've been practic- I've been practicing on my way to work every day. Yeah. People driving down the highway looking like I'm crazy. That's what it takes. So I started, yeah, I've been doing the same as you guys, practicing yeah. like crazy. Um, this will be of my, what did I say? This is my fifth? I think it's my fifth legitimate elk hunt. Um, this is the first time I've put the effort I've put in. Like, you know, yeah. I've got an hour, almost two hour commute to work. So yeah. um, when I I practice, 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 I'm like, man, that think i'm starting good. to sound and, like and another thing is, I, I'm, I'm cautious to say i sound good because i don't yeah. you know, like i listen to like those guys who are really yeah. good and i'm like mm, not that good well, yeah but <laughs> see this is where it comes back to because it, it's if you if any of you guys are watching this you know take videos send it to your buddies because they hear it way yeah different we've than been you doing do. that a bunch and it and you can hear you know he helped me tweak my cow call because it I, mm-hmm. I wasn't dropping quick enough and it didn't sound great you know and Vice versa, I, I think it's a good thing to yeah, send, for sure. you know, yeah, send they, videos of people that, you know, have different ears and they, they listen to it differently, you know. And put your fucking thick skin on and don't, you know, oh, yeah. like don't, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Well, well like, Jay, Jay and Dylan started sending the videos to each other in our group chat, like, and I saw, I was like, oh, I'm going to go out to the truck with my bugle tube, and I'm like. Oh my god, it's not so bad. <laughs> take constructive <laughs> so criticism. Like, yeah, don't be. Yeah, it's not. Uh, we're not. You're not bashing each other. No. It's, it's it's input. And but you yeah. need it, to be fair, know? I have called an elk in before. I called in a spike last year. <laughs> yeah, that someone else shot at. <laughs> that right? someone else shot at and missed. <laughs> Long story, but someone else shot <laughs> at this elk that I called in, yeah. and I just couldn't bring myself to shoot at him because he was just so pitiful looking. <laughs> That's awesome. You want to talk about some gear? Yeah, like, let's talk about like some this? gear. Uh, he was much smaller. Than that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he was like a, like a one, probably like a twelve inch velvet spike. <laughs> His body looked like a big white tail. That's awesome. And I heard him run over the hill, and I heard an arrow whack a tree. And then I come to find out a couple hours later, when these guys walked up on me, that they missed that same <laughs> that same spike. That's great. Yeah. So getting the gear, I guess. Yeah. That. So those are uh, our hunts. Yeah. Did we leave anything out? No, I don't think so. Basically, um, we're all just doing the general tour of Montana this year. And then neither of you are uh, going out west after that again? No. I, I mean, if I mean, I would love it to. It depends. I, I have buddies going out that are rifle hunting in October. All depends on work, If how busy we are. If, if I can sneak out, fly out there for five days, come home, they bring my shit out there. I'll, we'll see. Yeah, Possibly, the but. rifle hunt out there it's a it's a different ball game but it was fun when i went a couple yeah. years ago i mean i, I probably love, i love that trip and if i had time i would go but i'm just I, i'm going to be opportunistic of my time if for some reason i kill early in iowa i will have yeah. my stuff to just head north and yeah, yeah. That, that is such a fun hunt. especially on the east side of montana with the amount of deer oh, there yeah. might not be the trophy deer but the amount of deer out there it makes it yeah they're out there fun. though they're oh yeah you we'll gotta find, find them we'll find put, them. put boots on the ground uh, we're going to talk about gear for a second, and actually the most the most I'm excited about is this gear that Jay just ordered. What did I just order? You just ordered a camera. 
Oh God, uh, yeah. Jay, Jay ordered a video. <laughs> camera. Well, is is a GoPro a video camera? It, yeah, I guess it's a video it is. camera. Yeah. All right. So yeah, there's. Uh, I have been the biggest anti-dark side. Yeah, they <laughs> flipped me, man. Um, so I've always had this thing. I've kind of. I have a touch of Matt Ranella in me, yes. where um, I'm I, too quiet. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, don't get into the whole look at me. Um, although I do post and but my again, it comes back to um, your intent. Yes, and that's where you guys won me over. I mean, we've been friends for a while, and and uh, we have a we have a we have a significant age difference. You know, how, how old are you now? I'm thirty, so I'm forty six. Yes, yeah, so a little bit of a twenty seven. So there is yes, a generational but, but, gap. Yeah, in us. in in technology and hunting, that's a lifetime. Oh my god, you know what I mean? So I I didn't grow up with any of this shit. And we grew up with a video camera in our hand, right. literally, when right. it came to hunting. Right, and, and so. You guys won me over by your intent. And um, just to get, let the audience know that the Simon Brothers' intent is not for personal gain. I can tell you, um, I've known them for almost 20 years now. They don't give a shit about personal gain. They give a shit about legacy. Um, they're multi-generational in the town that they grew up in. And... Um, it's the best way I can put it. It's a video scrapbook that they can hand down to their kids and their friends' kids. And um, that won me over. And the cherry on top for me to start dabbling with it was uh, I lost my best friend a couple years ago um, to cancer. And then I have two immediate family members that are, are very ill. And um, they saw our bear video. And I'm telling you, their reaction to seeing that and seeing since they can't do it or they can't be yeah. there to see that and see what I do out there yeah. and what we do out there, they were, they couldn't stop talking about it. They were like, that's the coolest that they got so much enjoyment mm -hmm. out of, you know, living vicariously through that. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm almost an asshole if I don't. Yeah. You know? And just hearing you know? that. It reaffirms everything we do. Yeah, it's for. giving me that, goosebumps. That's what, that's about what that. makes it yeah. worth it. Yeah. yeah, and and it's really it's not like we know we know plenty of people who do this for personal like gain. They want to be yeah. the oh, yeah. next big thing, whether it be personal or they want to be. Or, yeah, they want to yeah. be sponsored. They want to be the next whoever the fuck. Yeah, and uh, I could tell I, you one thing that I personally do not give an absolute fuck what anyone thinks about you know, when it comes to that. I know I don't ever really post much i i don't know last four bucks i killed i don't even think i posted a picture of it but don't worry it, we did it, it, it but it comes down to the criticism i'm just i you know you, you hunt you do what you want to do kill your deer how you want to kill them you know same with elk hunting mule deer hunting it, you don't i i just i'm sick of hearing people and then they ask oh where'd you kill it at you know this and mm -hmm. that i'm just Oh, do you have I'm sheds just, from? It? Yeah, I'm just rear camera pictures I'm sick of it. Of it. it becomes a you know, whole thing. It is. It's a it's a fucking game that nobody understands. Mm -hmm. I do this for my personal enjoyment and the satisfaction of outsmarting that animal that I'm hunting. <clears throat> and these people see it. You know, other people see it as, oh, I need to take a picture on the mountain and pose for this picture and that. It, that's not. It's not all roses. You know. It's, yeah. No. For for uh, full disclosure, I have never killed an elk. Um, I've been this, like I said, I've been on four hunts. What I'm really proud of is that um, I read this study 
by Rocky Mountain Elf Foundation, I want to say like 10 years ago. They put out this survey and they, they listed a series of things that they thought were the most difficult aspects of elk hunting. And they asked you as a member to rank them. And 80% of the people ranked finding elk as the number one most difficult thing. Just fucking finding them. I, I am proud to say that I haven't killed one. I missed a bull last time I went hunting. And every hunt has gotten a little better every time. But I've never gone on a trip and not found elk. Yeah. And I take a lot of pride in being able to sit down in front of the computer, do my research, and go yeah. use my woodsmanship and, and, and put that together. That is one thing, woodsmanship, that people do not have anymore no that is it is a lost yeah. trade and, and it's a lost art that no one you know with the cameras the food the corn the the and, bay piles the, the, and, yeah, but that right. that goes out you know you see all these people on on youtube or tv that are going out killing elk and killing mule deer that's not it's it's a it's a different reality you mm-hmm. know and and everyone's so used to being a baby you know, they, they think it's yeah. easy. And what, what I, I think what we're all agreeing on is it's become very judgmental. Yeah. It's oh, become very oh, judgmental. Like unbelievably yeah. judgmental. Right? Like I, I go out, I spend all this time, I come home without something and people are like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. Why'd and you I do go, that? I go, well, I'm still as thrilled as yeah. I could possibly People don't understand be. Like, Yeah. It's because you have an unimpressive trophy wall. Yeah. 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 To quote you, our friend. Is he your friend? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh Yeah, I mean, again, going back to the judgment, you know, I invite someone into my home, they see they see uh my paltry 160s deer and yeah. they say it's unimpressive. <laughs> but they'll ne- they'll never understand the experiences that we no. had. Yeah. They'll no, never be able to have those do. experiences cuz they're too rich about that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. too worried about their image. No, I mean, again, it, it comes back to it comes back to personal enjoyment. And I'll I'll tell you one thing. I'll be damned if anybody thinks they have the right or any capacity to think you can alter that, take that away from me. Yeah. Or what or for for anybody. Yeah. You know, to each their own. Yeah, and exactly. um I you know, just because you know how I feel about baiting. Oh yeah. But I don't judge any well I I don't like it when people do things that undeniably increase their odds and then shit on people who choose yeah. not to do it mm-hmm. yeah. for not doing it and going home empty-handed. Yeah. Like, look, man, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, so. they're just using a bunch of odds multipliers yeah. to their advantage, which for them is smart. But yeah. sometimes they, they think that that's a skill. And, and, and also, yeah. I just don't. I get no satisfaction out of that. I I get more satisfaction out of hanging a stand on a property I've never been and going 20 more yards and that booner would have been mine versus I had the corn pile to bring that booner to me and now he's on my wall. Yeah, my corn that would have been my corn pile had a hundred pounds more than my neighbors, so that's yeah. why I shot. The yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it goes back to woodsmanship because yeah. that people don't have anymore. No one knows how to go look for sign. They don't. They don't understand trail systems. Topography. They, yeah, they yeah. they just pinch points are huge during the rut in Ohio, and you got to know when to hunt them, where to hunt them, where the does are. People don't do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, they 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 do, but um, a, a lot of people. What I think pisses me off the most is when they bitch about it, and they it, it's like, dude, 
go try harder. They see yeah. the, and the media has ruined all that for everyone because they see everyone getting all these successful hunts and this, and you know, you could go on and on about it. But and mm-hmm. again, it goes back to intent. Yeah. What is your intent? Is your intent to be the man yeah. on Facebook? Is your intent to be the man on Instagram? Yeah. Well, then you're probably not my buddy. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Jay got a camera. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back to that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so we're we're excited for that. Bringing that full circle. Yes. Uh, I I um, I decided that. I, well, I asked these guys first. I said, hey, if I were to do this, get a GoPro and use my phone, um, because if you guys see the bear video that Isaac and I were in, it's just GoPro and just phone video. That's right? all it is, GoPro and phone. And it came out beyond what I could yeah. imagine is yeah, we, possible. We told the story of the trip, and it was it was perfect. Yeah. And, and, the, and the camera never got in the way. We were never yeah. scripting anything. It was just there, and we were doing our thing, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, well, and awesome I have, to look back on. Yeah, another cool thing, too, is this. I, I, I got a MagView phone scope, um, but they make this adapter you mount on your stabilizer. Yeah, we were, we were just talking about that. And smack, your, smack this right on there and film. And instead of having a GoPro there, you got two camera angles now because obviously you can't shoot a deer and hold your phone so it's a monumental but, day at simon yeah. Brothers outdoors because jay and dylan are both gonna <laughs> holy moses i didn't buy it yet i can't yeah. find it. it's a different setup well we magview does not make it i don't think well we got to get you to buy it yeah yeah so these next two years um i'm gonna do a little uh you know filming and and documenting and and um i'm gonna do a gopro phone i'll take it on all my trips um for the next two years, because these next two years are going to be amazing, you know, between Montana. Yeah, and, and we are so excited to see this footage and to, and to put it together because it's going to come from a point of view that we can't even really imagine. Because- well, and that's that's the other that's the other thing. I wouldn't be doing this without their help because I, I ran it by them first said, hey, if I were to do this, would you guys, if I just gave you 10 um, memory cards full of shit, would you help me go through this? Because I don't have the patience or the yeah. know-how for that. And they said, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's what we love Unequivocally, to do. Well, that's what yes. we did when we were in New Mexico. We filmed some stuff, and Caleb's like, give me that card. Yeah. And it, we didn't film. It wasn't great footage. But, but it you know, came out to be an awesome yeah, video. There's I mean, some it, awesome footage on it. It was from 2014, I think. Yeah. And he, um, he put a, a really good video together for it. So... That's just what they love to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God bless them, man. I don't have the patience. Yeah. So no. when it comes down to these crazy trips that we're doing, it we're gonna be filming them all. So that yeah. that that's gonna be awesome to yeah. see how these go. And I'm gonna try to stick with it. I'm gonna try to stick with filming all sorts of B-roll and everything the whole time because it is it's tough. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, I get with you, sick like, of it. I love. Oh yeah, the, I, is way sick. I just I I filmed when I was younger, going growing middle school, high school. I filmed for ten years and self filming. I, I I've done it. So don't, I mean, it's, it's fun and it's awesome to look back on those hunts and memories and stuff. Um, but I, I've missed some really, really good opportunities at big deer, big animals that the, the camera was there. I was so worried you, about the camera. That's probably the and point it, of diminishing returns. It, it so, did. And yeah. it just, it, it set me off and I'm like, you know, this isn't fun to me anymore. I just want to go hunt. I don't mm-hmm. want to worry about that. I don't want to do it. Um, but it's nice too when the, you know, you hunt with these guys and, someone always wanting to film you know someone kills early you got a full-time cameraman and, and you can go back and watch that yeah. i mean that's what we love that's going fine back and yeah. watch it when is. we're hanging out here at the shop that's all we do is watch our old videos yeah and i i actually found my old camera and i had put took the sd card out put it in my computer and it wouldn't wouldn't, it wouldn't download load. so i plugged the 
camera in and started watching these videos and they're dated from 2012 13 14 oh wow and it was little me and just <laughs> filming ter- i have and little it's no awesome beard dylan awesome no i had a beard i it was awesome I, I had a turkey kill on there i didn't know i had and all kinds of that's deer cool. hunting stuff i mean just and it was good footage too yeah. like i was it's like man i can't believe i did this that's cool so i, I see and I, I like the artsy side of things too mm-hmm. yeah i like the things that like evoke emotion yeah you know like isaac and i were talking about like i took that picture and i'm like i think that's one of my favorite pictures i've ever taken mm-hmm. like it just shows the struggle you know of yeah. isaac hunched over a makeshift campfire with the moon in the background yeah and and like i love that shit too yeah because and that spot we were oh my gosh that spot, spot was weird. awesome it's gonna hold a special place in your heart yeah, too, for because, sure because uh, i missed my first bear there thank you for, <laughs> for reminding me <laughs> and it was snowing and when we went back this year it was 85 degrees yeah that was a great. That's that was a, a yeah, great a story for another day. But yeah. what a hunt that was! Yeah, yeah. So we'll all be filming. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get a bunch of cameras. Did you do you buy hand. anything this year for the trip? Any like uh, gear? Lots of camera gear. No. So I'm gonna be filming. With it, well, you, you got a sleeping bag or, or uh, some new stuff for the tent setup, but you use that bear hunting. Yeah, my anything. my system is pretty well squared away. I got some like I got a smaller tripod head. Yeah. I got a new lens for my camera. Yeah, and what what we talked about too um, is I think it's smart for us when we do get on elk is to be able to stay with them mm-hmm. and set camp up wherever we want to. Just be super light and fast. Yeah, um, so that's something we're going to try that I don't think I've ever done before. And I don't know if you've done it before. Um, we might go out for a couple days and pack just as light as possible and hunt with camp on our pack. So that's packs. a great conversation. Can we take a break and then? Yeah, we'll take a, we'll I gotta, take a five I gotta second pee. break. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. But anyways, we are back from our intermission. Uh, this is either going to be the same podcast or possibly a part two. We're already an hour in, so you might be hearing this the next week. I'm not sure. I think it's a good two part. Yeah, we can. Uh, we yeah. might. We might be able to squeeze two parts out of this. We'll see how long. How long we talk give for? Yeah, you could do a shit. you could do a gear yeah. gear one and a Montana yeah. hunting one. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> we were just talking about gear, so we'll get back yeah. into that. We started talking about cameras. Uh, we're all excited to film these adventures we're going on. I'm going to be taking a little bit different approach with the filming than I have in the past. So in the past, if you watched my past Western videos, they kind of been vlog style, GoPro in the face, phone scope on the animals. I'm going to try to take a little artsy fartsy uh, method to this. So we'll see how that goes. I got a new camera that I can mess around with. Yeah. So that's my plan for the, the filming. Isaac, have you changed any major gear aspect for this trip? Uh, for this trip, from the bear trip, no. Okay. Everything is the same except my cameras are you, a little bit. You different. didn't change your arrows again. Well, this is <laughs> the bear trip. <laughs> I know you get those texts too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the I bear trip was a right. rifle hunt, and this is an archery hunt. My bow is very similar to what it was last year during my elk hunt, except I'm using a three-pin sight this time. So I have a three-pin slider that I'm using. Before I was using a single pin. Yeah, so I don't we're gonna get, see how that. Goes I don't get all super into arrow weight and all that stuff. I like something medium, medium line weight, I guess. Yeah, so let's talk about our our setups since they're all uh, pretty dramatically different. I would say. Oh, well, mine's been well, mine's the same since I built it, but um, I think I'm shooting it's close to 480 grain arrow, 500 maybe or 500. 
Yeah, I, I think remember. when we when we weighed yours, it was like in the four sixties. Yeah, it might have been, but it. it so Dylan, people, Dylan's shooting a traditional whitetail setup. Yeah, a little tip pro. Yep. With a, were you using uh, Rage? Yeah, yep. I I was shooting um, fixed blades for a year or two, and I just could not get it tuned right. But never had any issues with the the tripans I've been using. Um, and me and I think it was me and Ethan. Me and someone were just talking about setups and weight and for elk hunting and stuff. And um, I think I'm I'm not changing anything. You know, either you hit the animal where you want to hit it, mm-hmm. you hit it in the shoulder. I don't care what you have. I don't think you're, you're going to have a hard, You're going to have a real hard time killing it. Well, yeah. agree to disagree. I mean, no, d- yeah. no matter what, how heavy your arrow. So is. we'll start th- with I Dylan. Think... We'll go to me, and then we'll end with yeah, Jay because yeah. he's a total different uh, yeah. animal than the rest of us. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I've killed many mule deer with this setup, and you know, I a think whole shitload that, of whitetails. Yeah, a lot of whitetails. You hit it like I was saying. You hit it right. You know, behind the shoulder. I've had passers at 60, 70 yards on mule deer. And there so. is something to be said about being consistent and using what works for you, for yeah. sure. Like I just and watched confidence. Yeah, confidence. And the complete huge. confidence. Yep. And I listened to a podcast and watched a, a video. I think his name was Sam Davis. It was a Stone Glacier video, and he was hunting bison. It was a once in a lifetime tag to hunt bison and he's like i'm gonna use the arrow setup that i'm the most confident in. absolutely so he i used think that's it he used a there. grim reaper broadhead so an over-the-top expandable old school expandable and just hammered this bison so <laughs> a giant animal with an expandable how, how heavy you know how heavy his arrows were i think they were like an average arrow like yeah. upper 400s yeah. mid 400 grains and i mean he, sh- he i think he shot it twice and his first shot was a complete pass through yeah and he watched it die yeah. So there's something to be said for that. There's yeah, something, I, something yeah. to be said about being confident. hundred percent. There's also like for me, I I hate changing shit. Like yeah. I, once I have a setup, and especially because I, I majority of the time whitetail hunting. So when I set the bow up, set up for whitetails, a um, little bit on the average side, a little maybe on the heavier than average, but. Um, like I said, killed plenty of mule deer with it. Obviously, the same as a whitetail. But so you don't? Is it for lack of? Um, time or do you just not like to tinker i i do like to tinker but i don't i don't like changing stuff that works because i know yeah. with you your, know with your job you, time is valuable so like yeah. i didn't know like with us i i love to just tinker. Yeah. well see know? when when i start tinkering I, and i can't figure it out i get pissed like i mm-hmm. i build when i was building my arrows i you know i fletched everything and did all that but it just got to the point you know i found it where it worked and it just has shot beautiful. You know, my I'm, my arrow is throwing darts at 100 yards. And, um, yeah, because you know, you've been I'm, even using that same setup for how long now? Probably eight years, yeah, I nice. would say. Maybe nice. maybe 10. You know, I've had the same arrows. I do When I do go to a new arrow setup, which I, I'm seeing in my near future, um, I, I probably will do it on the heavier side and keep heavier. that set up, you know, like – Probably the five hundred, low five, mid five hundreds, maybe. I mean, what are what are you at? Mine are mid fives. Yeah, so I'd which probably is be... that, from from a whitetail perspective, that's heavy. Yeah, there's people out there shooting three seventy five, four hundred yeah. grains. Yeah. So and my my setup is it's an Easton Axis five millimeter, a pretty common carbon arrow, but then I'm shooting a heavier spine, so a stiffer spine and a seventy five grain insert up front, so it makes my hair arrow really front heavy, and then I'm shooting. My main broadhead is going to be a 100 grain sever, so an expandable too. So I'm going to be shooting a heavy arrow. I have a heavy draw weight, 75 pound draw weight. 
So a lot of momentum behind an expandable because I just I just can't get confident with the fixed blades. Yeah, well that can get them to fly, but then you have one inconsistency in your form, and that thing it's shooting six inches off, and I just yeah I can't do it. Yeah, the expandables give you a little bit a more margin for error. Yeah, and then and then we got Jay. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm a heavy arrow bone buster theorist, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really bought into the Ed Ashby uh, way of thinking. Um, I shoot grizzly sticks. I shoot, I think my arrow is like about 580. Yeah, uh, close to six. Yeah, um, 150 grain iron wheel flick, fixed blades. Um, I Like I said, you know, I've shot a bunch of whitetail with it and a and two antelope um i will say they weren't terrible experiences with the antelope but like they're a slower arrow yeah and that's an antelope's a fast mm -hmm. animal yeah that's (laughs) that's one thing i think is another thought in the back of my head is i when you're shooting 60 70 even 80 yards you know at whitetails they're jumping the string yeah, but exactly. mule deer might not. Elk definitely might not. Depend. It just depends. But I I have that specifically for whitetails. I want the fastest thing I could shoot. A little bit, you know, medium arrow, and mm-hmm. I I don't want that thing lobbing in. And yeah, and this came know. that came back and bit me. The whole whitetail mule deer jumping the stringer. Yeah, I missed a mule deer in Nebraska. Sixty yard shot, a shot I can make in the back in the backyard all the time. And I don't know if it was a mental thing, but I aimed a little bit low on this mule deer. And I shot, and he was a statue. Stood That's there and th- didn't flinch, and this arrow went between his legs. That is Walked one 10 thing, yards, and I did it again. That is one thing that I have noticed, and it might not be for everyone, but all the mule deer I have killed or seen or watched people shoot, they don't seem to jump they the stood there like a statue. Because they, they're not, you know, they hear noises all the time with rocks and stuff falling, and as a whitetail, when you have that initial thud of that string, they they freak, you know, because mm-hmm. it's they they're real jittery. And I think subconsciously we just aim a little bit lower when we're shooting a whitetail. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the uh, opposite experience of I used to shoot fast with expandables, and I had and listen, I, I totally get it. Like if you hit where you're aiming and all that sometimes it doesn't go that way yeah um well you're, we've you're all, not an animal yeah know, right and and moving and i made the the decision to go with the bone buster setup of uh, now would that happen on an elk i don't know would i bust through a shoulder of an, a white tail yeah. 100%, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. and i and, and that was my experience my last time in, in iowa i lost a monster buck because i shouldered him with a light setup yeah and i mean i found my arrow it was broke off you know four inches yeah. behind the, yeah, the deer and, laughed at you yeah right yeah. It found on camera you know like almost like captain hook yeah we, you know, we like, yeah we've all been there yeah so um after that uh you know the the foc heavy arrow thing started gaining traction i'm like i'm gonna look into it a little bit um i'm still shooting i think i'm shooting like two around 260 feet per second yeah something like that yeah so um you know that that's again it comes back to confidence it's all all about confidence and i'm shooting it well it's not i'm not 
And you know your limitations as well. You know the range is going to be a little bit more limited. Yes, hundred percent. Your arrow arrow is in the in the air for longer. Right. Right. And it's it's a peace of mind knowing it is something happens. You know, exactly. You have the extra chance to to kill that. Yeah, that's a great that's a great way of putting it. It is kind of funny because you're more likely to kill an animal if you hit it forward in the shoulder or high in the shoulder. The expandables, and I don't care what anybody says, they're more likely to kill if you hit liver, if you hit gut. The ex- the two inch expandable flying through there is more likely yeah. to kill than a one inch. Yeah, and that that, that came back to uh, again my decision to get away from expandables was we have enough ifs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want the if the expandable opens, and I know there's a lot of you know hey, I've never had it. Yeah, look, yeah, look yeah. it's still. Yeah, it's, it's your, your it, thought. You it's know, a, you, it's an if. It, yeah. it is but where a fixed blade is not. It, yeah. it, there's no if. Cut if it contact. hits, yeah. it's cutting. It's cutting. Yeah. And that, that again, we have enough ifs, and that's just my and we, Yeah, we all have some interesting setups yeah. because yeah. you're slow with the cut on contact. Dylan's a little bit faster with an expandable, and mine's in the middle. I have a heavy arrow, but I'm also using expandable. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. kind of. And maybe, hopefully, we all get elk this <laughs> yeah, year, yeah, and we can yeah. kind of uh, examine the results. Yeah. Yeah, but it's right. it's it's a really cool setup we got we got going on. Yeah. What about what about packs? What are you doing? <clears throat> um, I have the Kuyu six thousand. Was that what Caleb brought? Caleb was using mats. It was oh, a seventy eight hundred, okay. I think. Yeah. So mine's a little bit smaller, um, which I like for my style. Matt had a lot of stuff on that hunt. That he, I think when you have a bigger pack, you just pack more shit. Yeah, if you can fit it heavy. in the bag, you're bringing. I mean that that's what I think yeah. Matt did because his bag was ten pound hev- heavier than ours. Yep. And so, Dylan's bag is nice. I do like the way it's set up. Yeah. A lot of pockets, very good organization. So it's um, structured differently it, than... Yes. Okay. Yeah, that yes, Stone Glacier. Mine's a Stone Glacier. It's a Sky Talus. It's yeah. called 6900. But it's just the bag. It's got know. two side pockets and then the big bag. And yeah. I'm shoving everything in there. So yeah, I don't mine, have the little pockets. I like the... I, I got the lid, two pockets in the lid. I have another separate pocket, small for um, small important stuff, a, a dry pouch, and then... Um, side pockets where I put my spotting scope and, you know, stuff you want to access quick as soon as you need it. It's in there. And then I think I do my tripod on the other side. Um, or no, my, oh, that's in the pockets. And then mm-hmm. I strap, you strap, the tripod strap the stuff. Yeah. And then, um, it's got two other pockets on the side. Yeah. So it's that, got all sorts of pockets. <clears> it's is... just really nice for, for me. I am an organized guy. I can't stand clutter and I can't stand not being able to find something when I'm looking for it. So in that pack, I know where everything is, my, where my kill kit is, you know, um, everything. So it's, it works for me, you know, and some people it might work, you know, like Isaac's bag, a lot of people that I've seen, they just like to shove everything in. It's, it takes less time, I guess, to do that compared to me putting everything back in where it goes. So some things work different for other people, but I like saying organized. And I like you know? the way mine is because it's simple. I can shove everything in there in little yeah. bags and keep it organized. But yeah. it is a real pain in the ass when I need, say, I need just one little thing. I got to dig all the way through my bag, find that little pouch it's in, yeah. pull it out, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But mine's simple and light, and I do like that aspect of it. Yeah, I, I, uh, we we talk about brand loyalty, and yes. um, I am not a. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> There's backstory. I am not a brand loyalist in any capacity except for Kafaru. Like yeah. I am a Kafaru guy, and it comes back to if you win me over with customer service, I will probably be a customer for mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And um, 
this goes back to um, 2011, I think. It was my first backcountry hunt, my first backcountry pack. So your I've, first year doing it, we're all we're all geared nerds. The first couple of years oh, we do it, yeah, no matter what. Oh, absolutely. So I ended up buying a used Kafaru off a rock slide, and you know I'm messing with it. I get it. This is before Aaron Snyder was Aaron Snyder. And uh, I, and something wasn't right. And I couldn't exactly, I wasn't educated enough to know exactly what. Yeah. But I knew something wasn't right. So I, I found Aaron Snyder because I'd watched some of his YouTube videos, but he wasn't who he was now by any capacity. The dude private messaged me his cell phone number. <laughs> I, he, I text him. He says, call me anytime. I call him, and he walks me through what was wrong with it with the buckles and the yeah. straps. There was something wrong with the, the waist strap or the way it was yeah. set up. The, the person who used it previously had it set up incorrectly. Yeah. So he literally, without even seeing it, walked me through it That's awesome. over it's the incredible. phone. Incredible. And, and, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? What a solid – I mean, who does that? Yeah. Who can- does that? Well, but – you know, fast forward ten years. Look what he's doing now. He's one of the bigger names. Oh yeah, you one, know. one of the biggest pack names there is yeah, right now. And 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 because of that, I'm not sure. Even if there are flaws, they're not that big. If too. you can switch it away from yeah. That company. So I'm rocking yeah. a straight jacket right now, and and I like the camp bag aspect. I love the fact that I can keep all my like overnight stuff separate from my day pack stuff. Mm-hmm. I can come, and, and this goes back to what we're getting ready to talk about, that kind of like leapfrogging mm-hmm. tactic of going in, going, okay, I'm on an elk. I'm going to drop my camp. I can set a waypoint, and then I can literally do that with one, a couple clicks of my buckles. And that thing's gone. Gone, yeah. waypoint it, and I'm off with a day pack. That's awesome. Yeah, me and I Caleb like were super jealous on our on that bear hunt we had this year because <clears throat> it's, we're like, all right, we're gonna drop camp here, we're gonna go glass. He he's dropping it in two clips, and we're unloading our whole packs. We're trying to shove it into dry bags because it might rain. His is in like a waterproof canvas bag. It so was that, yeah. that advantage is awesome. Yeah, I started with the nomad, and then I think, man, I hope I'm not fucking this up, but I think. This, I have the straight jacket was just like a version of the Nomad, but it's got bat wings yeah. so that like yours, I keep my glass on one side, my tripod on the other. Yeah, it's got all it sorts is. of little pockets. Yeah. yeah. It, the, my, I, I, if I had to pick a, if I had to pick a like negative, there's too many options. Yeah. Like I get overwhelmed yeah. by how many configurations i can do because you yeah. got a strap going here strap going yeah there. then when so, you're super tired and exhausted you might have the wrong strap going to the wrong spot yeah but um that's a me thing yeah you know i can uh i have all the opportunity in the world to tidy that up and mm-hmm. it's because i i put every strap on there i don't have to do that yeah you know so um but yeah that's that's that i mean yeah and i have countless know. footage of Jay walking around with his pack and footage of him messing around with his pack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that six thousand I have it. We packed your mule deer out last year and it yeah. did awesome. I mean, it was super easy, quick. Um, I have the carbon frame on it, super light, and it it, it went yeah, very, nice very pack. smooth. I definitely like and I like the way the the QU packs are made. Yeah. The zippers very, are stuff, very durable. Super nice about them. Yeah. So. so those are all our packs. We talked about our weapons, our packs. I guess we didn't talk about our bows. We're all shooting Matthews. Yeah. yeah. Sleep system. 
what's that sleep system? <laughs> is he being oh. serious? Is he being serious? Our sleep system. I'm yeah. like, what in the world is on your bow? <laughs> it's a new Matthew sleep system. <laughs> Don't you know? Sleep system. Our sleep system. systems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay, you want to start on that? Because yours is a little bit different than ours. Mine and Dylan's are really similar. Yeah, so um, I'm rocking a Kafaro Sawtooth. Uh, I've considered going smaller, but... He has the Taj Mahal of backcountry tents. For a solo <laughs> hunt, and that weight, you know, penalty, uh, man, it's hard for me to get away from it. Yeah. Because, it's like having a wall tent in the backcountry. Yeah, I, I mean, and then I have the... Uh, option of bringing my stove with me yeah how much does it weigh you remember i think total oof, i think total with stove i'm around six pounds mm-hmm. that's not bad at yeah, all with, pretty, with that yeah. shelter and stove yeah i that's think not bad. i have to uh, man don't call me look that up because our uh, our nemos are three four yeah they're like three or four pounds yeah. so i mean with, without a stove. Without yeah. a stove, yes. yeah. Because we have the poles and we have, you know, because it's a double layer tent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. I mean, the, and you have floors, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, full, it's a completely full system. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. Is that what you use on the bear hunt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have no problem with floorless tents. Um, in fact, I prefer it. I don't know. I think that's what we're going to be doing while we're elk hunting. I yeah. Think. We're going to, we're going to talk about that yeah. because. I know Jay was talking about his system, but I sleep so much better in the enclosed tent. And I don't know what it is. I have the little, I like, I have my little cocoon. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, if if we'll get down to bringing the floor of the shelter or not. We'll see. Yeah. It doesn't phase me a bit. Um, you know, a little life hack. People always ask me about bugs, and um, yeah, for some reason, not the bugs that bother me. It, it, and honestly, uh, or any rodent or whatever that crawls yeah it's always a possibility but little life hack if you want to avoid that that i've done especially early season i'll take you know the couple ounce spray bottle and fill it with permethrin or permethrin however you say that yeah and and do a uh, boundary around my floorless tent with that which it seemed to work on our bear hunt yeah we for were sure covered in ticks, ticks. we were glassing and stuff except oh for when we went to bed yep yeah. if, if we found ticks when we went to bed it was because it was on us already mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but um i don't think any were coming in yeah you know and, and it really it's still you know little life hack i yeah. mean mm-hmm. it's a you and know, the couple only re- ounces the only reason I, we we're talking about doing the um the your your tent the two man or the bottomless or whatever mm-hmm. um just for weight trying to keep it the weight savings the weight savings light. of the floorless shelter yeah. are yeah i mean we yeah. can we can carry extra water without our mm-hmm. tents i mean just anything extra and water is the biggest thing out there yeah you can't so, find water you you, you got to go back so for this utah hunt me and dylan both bought because in the in the past i used the floorless shelter too i think mine was uh <clears throat> i can't remember what it was called it was called the madison i don't know remember the brand but anyways it was a floorless teepee that's what i used on my elk hunt that i went solo and I survived okay. I had a floorless teepee with a with a stove. It was real cold, so that really helped. But when we went to Utah last year, we were really worried about bugs. Early season, we were worried about mosquitoes. Yeah. Dylan was worried about scorpions and shit like that because <laughs> he doesn't like snakes and scorpions and stuff. No, I don't mind snakes. I just don't want shit in my tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we bought like encapsulated like hiking shelters pretty much. They're both Nemo. Mine was yeah. Nemo Tracker, and his was... The same think, thing as yours, just not the... Yeah, his was a Hornet, I yeah, believe. Yeah, it's... Yours is the Hornet, just it's the, it's the don't first, you have the first light, the one? First light yeah. version. First light yeah. edition of the Hornet, I guess. Yeah. 
So they're a fully in- encapsulated like hiking tent. And you do sacrifice a little bit of weight savings with that because I think they're like four and a half pounds. Yeah, they're for not a, for a one person, yeah. one to two person tent, but they're they're basically a one person yeah. tent. A lot of extra room in there when you're with mm-hmm. one. So, and I just seem to sleep better in that fully encapsulated, and I'm not sure why. I don't think I sleep good no matter what. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Good. Like I don't, I just don't sleep good. Yeah, and on this last now. bear hunt, that was proven. Oh. Caleb and Jay could not sleep. No. I, I zip my tent up and I sleep like a baby. Eight yeah. hours nonstop. That's yeah, awesome. I, I don't. I think I, I, I really think it's a an, an individual thing because mm-hmm. I um, worry about grizzly bears now. You hear something and you're just looking around. All right, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But yeah, when it comes to the sleep, I know there was a couple of times on our bear hunt where we were going to go back to town. We were going to get a hotel room. We are going to do some more e-scouting to find a new spot. And I'm like, I kind of don't want to because I'm sleeping so good up here. I'm going to go to this hotel room. Jay and Caleb are going to be snoring like assholes, and I'm not going to get any sleep at all. I'd rather stay on the mountain and uh, yeah. relax. There are, there are times where I, every once in a while I have a night where I sleep like a baby, and I can't put a – like a, a reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I have no idea why it's, it does. It's, it has nothing to do with like physical effort during the day or whatever. I don't know if it's, yeah, just, just cause exhausted. everybody. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But, uh, what are you rocking for a bag? I have the stone glacier chill 15. So it's 15 degree stone glacier bag. You use it year round. Yeah. Okay. And a Nemo pad. So I used it last year when it was a hundred degrees at one point, I think it was 90 degrees at night. So the bag was there. I wasn't really using it. Did you sleep on top of it? I just had it opened up, sleep on top of it, and if I got cold, I, I used it like a quilt almost. Yeah. So that that seemed to work out, and then I could. Is it a mum? It's a mummy bag. Right? It's a mummy bag, but it's super wide in the shoulders. It's like as wide as this table in the shoulders. Okay. Yeah. So that's what that's what, what makes it really nice. Dylan, what do you use? Uh, I got the Nemo. Yeah, he got a new bag this year. Oh, yeah, right. I I had a I bought a was it Climate Climate yeah, last with, year yeah. For Utah, it's a forty degree bag, super light. Yeah, um, it was like the size of yeah. a, a tall boy. Bean yeah, it's it, tiny. It, it worked. I mean, I think that's probably what I'll take on it with us when we're mule deer hunting because we probably mm-hmm. won't be cold. But um, just a lightweight bag, small. And then this year, I got the Nemo fifteen degree. Can't remember what model it was. I don't know, but it's a sweet bag. Yeah, it's it's super nice. Um, so I'll be using that probably in the elk woods. Um, fits really nice. It's got all kinds of. It's got little pockets and stuff mm-hmm. and mummy bag. So. Okay. Yeah. I'm, it's like a spoon shaped bag. Yeah. Like wide at the feet, wide at the shoulders, mm-hmm. and it sucks down in the middle. Yeah. I, uh, man, I, I switched. I started with a bunch of nonsense. I tried cheaping out on yeah. a bunch of different things, a big Agnes, a bunch of bullshit. But, uh, I ended up settling on, and I haven't looked back with an enlightened equipment um, quilt. Quilt. Yeah. Um, That's what Because I saying. am a side and belly sleeper. Yeah. So, um, mommy bags i don't think would work for me yeah um and i think i have man, I, I think it's a zero degree um, yeah that thing is puffy yeah and it's i have yet to even be remotely challenged with elements yeah it um, is the one thing about mummy bags i think in my eyes what i do like is you could use it as a quilt but you also have the option to get in it zip it you up know completely. zip it up if it's cold you know yeah, because when I get, I can zip mine all the way up to my face and pull the drawstring, <laughs> and it even has like a cord around the neck that goes. It really tightens it in, so I feel pretty confident in mine. And I had it down to some real cold temperatures when I was elk hunting in Montana, but then I've also used it in a hundred degrees. So I like the uh, the 
the versatility of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I have two, so see how that other one works for the eastern side when it's warm. I mean, it's probably going to be the same as Utah. And, I, I mean, hope, it, we're hoping for colder weather. Know. We'll see. It's yeah. super, super lightweight, though. So, um, And then I got the Nemo pad as well. Same yeah, as same pad Isaac. as I have. Yep. So I used it so, when I was bear hunting. Oh, my gosh. Slept like a baby. Yeah. Love that thing. So yeah, I just experimented with a new one. I've been using a Thermarest for five years. The blow-up one? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, I just experimented with an X-Ped. Um, I, I don't know the model number, Yeah. but um, it's phenomenal. I just tested it out in the backyard the other day. I yeah. just pitched phenomenal. the tent and slayed it. It was phenomenal yeah. so it, i may be switching yeah it, it might not be a bad idea either like if you have because obviously i have two you, extra pads that's what i'm saying because I, I last year i bought that climate or climate yeah, that cheap one um which it worked it's and just that's smaller. what i used for my first two years yeah. as a so it's it's nice to have that extra one because mm-hmm. things happen oh. pop shit yeah i, I popped stuff. a pad when we were bear hunting yeah bear hunting montana i dropped yeah. my tripod on it and i had the stupid spikes on the bottom of my tripod <laughs> and i put a, a quarter size hole on this thing <laughs> and you couldn't have picked a worst a worse spot to sleep on the ground no snowing <laughs> rocky on probably a 15 degree <laughs> incline it was awful dude. on the ground oh my god it was miserable. our favorite in utah is finding little cow spots where they wallered out next to the tree yeah, and fit right beds. in there like a yeah. little perfect yeah. little cocoon yeah it was perfect yeah so that's our sleep system it was all a little bit different mine and dylan's are similar yeah uh camo or apparel i should say because not everybody wears camo i'm using mostly first light yeah uh, dylan's got mostly you didn't buy anything new this year no i'm using everything the same from utah yeah so i i've been buying uh kuyu stuff and I started last year, two years ago, I think. Um, I've never been a name brand guy. I've always worn whatever worked for me. I actually hand-me-downs my whole life. Never never was able to go out. And just I just didn't care. I was you know, yeah. cold as shit in the winter and you know hot as hell. You know I had to wear what I had. And I um, said, I'm going to start buying nice stuff. So I started, I think the first pair I bought was the Attack Pants. And they were phenomenal. Those my, are some awesome pants. My favorite pair of pants. Um, and I, I have three of those now. So then I got the pack. Um, I did get this year, I bought three or four more things. So this is the Yukon rain jacket, I believe. Yeah, this one's a Yukon. So they had their sale not too long ago. And I... Uh, you went a little crazy. Yeah, I, I ordered the wrong one. So this is a very, very nice jacket. It does have elbow patches here. Um, very heavy duty. I, I probably use it more later season. I, I would not wear it early season. I mean, it's it's thick. So do you, little. Do you know what it weighs? I don't. It, it feels I, pretty, pretty I, stout. Yeah, so. It's a Yukon, so yeah, a yeah, jacket. Yeah, so this this is the, the one I meant to order. I ordered that one on accident because I was tired. Um, this is the, I think this is new. This is the Chigara or Chugach, Chugach, TR. <laughs> so some mountain, Chuga- I'd say yes, Chugach. Yeah. Some mountain range somewhere. Yeah. So this, this jacket is an early season, um, super, super nice. I mean, it, it, everything and, and people complain about their sizes and stuff. It, I do think it does run a little bit small, but I wear large and mostly everything and Everything I have through Kuyu is all large. I am 
I'm five nine or so, hundred and ninety pounds. So it yeah, it large does fits him well. Yeah, fits, fits me, me tight. Fits me pretty good, but they're very nice. And this this Chugach or however you say it is very lightweight. I mean, it's very packable. Yeah, that's nice. Comes down. Um, and I did have to buy since we were elk hunting. I had to buy a puffy jacket. So yeah, you can't go elk hunting without a puffy jacket. Yeah, so I got the new. Can I w- you go west without? No, it. you have to have the puff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never. This is well. This is the other thing. Since we're going to be in Montana, Utah, we weren't worried about cold weather, so I got the uh, Kuyu. This is the Super Down LT. So this just Brand came new. out. Yeah, this just came out maybe a month ago or a couple weeks. Um, I was going to pull the trigger on the Super Down Pro, and I waited, waited, and then this just came out, and I was like, man, I'll check this out. And this is eight or nine ounces, I believe, and it is. I mean. That's it's laughably problem. well. It, it, it is. feels like a parachute. Yeah, it, it, it is yeah. super light. Um, they do have a system in here built in that packs down into the pocket. So I'm excited about that. And just I just like how light it is. You know, That's it's cool. not, not anything special. It, I think they have a new material on the outside of this as well compared to the Super Down Pro. But I could be wrong. So we got that. Um, and then I just bought another pair of pants. I did buy, I can't remember what pair of pants i bought from them but it's a mid-season mid to later season pant and it does seem to work really well for me um it fits great they fit just like the attack pants so and i'm a 34 32 and i just got the 34 s so short and they fit fit perfect so um but i don't think i got anything else other than uh as far as gear or as far as clothing goes that should be about it. Yeah, so you were mostly Kulu, QU, QU. Yeah, I'll be wearing mostly First Light because that's yep. just that's what I bought a couple years ago, and it's been, it's been yeah. doing all right for yeah, me. Yeah, this trips. This stuff is. I mean, like I said, I'm not a brand guy. Yeah, but it's, it, it's it is, nice stuff. It is nice. I mean, it is on the pricier side, but I'm just sick of being miserable. You know, I'm mm-hmm. 27 now, but when I was younger, I didn't give a shit. So it's uh, very nice to have nice stuff. Um, I don't have any other thermals yet, but I think I'm going to go with First Light thermals. I heard oh, the base layers. Yeah, heard their earth base layers. I heard they're a lot better. Yeah, they are super so. nice. Jay, what are you rocking? I know you uh, have a mixture of Yeah, things. I have a potpourri of uh, name brands. Good. Like um, I, I end up testing a lot used. Um, I think the used market is a great way yeah. to trial all kinds of those Facebook forums and, and stuff you can buy. Rock from. slide and yeah. man, if you're paying full price you know for anything older than a year yeah that's, you're not shopping around yeah that's yeah. your that's on you man yeah. i don't know what to tell you yeah and um, a lot of people have really nice shit on there that still has the tags absolutely hundred dollars yes you know yeah because they bought it and it didn't fit right and they mm-hmm. missed the return 100 percent. so you put in a little work you can you can get deals yeah. and um i have i i basically it's stone glacier sitka and uh, probably kuyu is the least amount that i have um, but the attack pants, dude, yeah. like, uh, I don't, they're nice uh, pants. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're my go-to for yeah. sure. I had three or four pair, I think yeah. that I bought them all used. Yeah. Um, and then I have, uh, my stone glacier. I'm very happy with, and they're growing on me quickly. You have um, the Grumman puffy. I think yes. It's yep. It's an awesome puffy. It's AI. I, whew, it's going to be hard for me to get away from that one. Um, for weight versus warmth ratio man uh base layers i just or got a bunch of stone glacier um and uh kuyu base layers and then 
I have like a five or six year old Sitka set as well. Yeah. It's one thing um, I need is base layers. I know yeah. I just have my old Under Armour thermals and I, I did buy some Kuyu. I think there's some like lighter weight. Yeah. For the Eastern side, but you know, t-shirt long sleeve. Um, I think they're the Merino wool and uh, Peloton and you know, mm-hmm. some of those, but they, they seem to work good. Wore them a lot during turkey season. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And they're all tried and true. Yeah. Like I've been through all of it with, you know, last year's mule deer hunt with crazy winter. Um, yeah. I'm again, talking about confidence, you know, uh, confidence in your gear. That's going to keep you warm yeah. that you've been through it. You can, yeah, you know, it's not going to fail. It's on not going to. Yeah. Even if it rips, you can repair it mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, um, confidence is so much. And man, if you're scratching your head when you're going out there, it's probably not a good start. Yeah. If know? there is a little bit of a problem with your system, it's gonna, it's going to come out and it's going to yeah. come out in the worst oh, possible yeah. times. Yeah. No question. Spend the money by, well, yeah, by I shouldn't quality. say spend the n- money, but buy put, quality stuff. Yeah. And, you know. and put and listen, the deals are out there for great shit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, go out. First responders get really good discounts. Yeah, through, that is very through, true. I mean, yeah. if you're a first responder or yes. uh, military, I think they do military. Or for sure. They, it's unbelievable. The deal, you know, Nemo, First Light. I don't, Kuyu has one, but it's only, I think, 10 or 15%. It's not as big as he, and they're getting their, you know, half off some of their stuff, yeah. which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, which is great. What are you guys doing for uh, Walter water filtration? Uh, I have the squeeze. Yeah, Dylan uses a filter, and I use a SteriPen. Yeah, only the SteriPen and the Aquamira drops. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. like because I, you know, I'm a big believer in like a redundant system. And yeah. I also bought just the mini uh, filter, like Sawyer squeeze filter, because I know when we're on the east side, if we're doing any backcountry, we're going to be drinking out of cattle yeah. troughs. Yeah, and I, I have a filter, and I or that's the Sawyer squeeze, and I think if it's bad enough, I'll. We'll, probably filter and use your drops yeah filter imagine. and drops Can't because be, some of that water yeah. is really nasty i'd like to filter it then steri pen it yeah but when we're out hunting in the mountains a little bit of steri pen and that it's good to go yeah I, I i'm use not concerned the, about that yeah. at all i use the aquamira drinking out of a elk wallow um in a pinch and mm-hmm. had no issues it worked just fine. Yeah, yeah i've never gotten yeah. sick yeah. yeah those filters are awesome mm-hmm. i mean and i don't the, have the steri pen is awesome though. yeah yeah and Again, for the listeners, Google, or at least in the YouTube search, look up, um, what do you call it? Like uh, when people break out their packs and tell you what they use, like what do they call that? Yeah, like gear gear breakdown. Gear lists. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Look that up and, and do your research and yeah. find out what works for you. That's yeah. how I, you know. And you learn. Again, another even... shout out to Aaron Snyder. Like I found a lot of my things based on what he does yeah. what f- seemed very practical and also you know weight versus function yeah. all that it it worked out yeah it's all about tweaking your system to your needs 100% and you want that figured out before yeah. you get out like there there's some people that go out with headlamps one rechargeable headlamp and i'm i i can't do that i i have Three, I think I have. They're all super lightweight. Someone's got a lot of lights. No, I'm totally no, scared I, of the dark. You, I'm pretty sure. No, I, no, I totally don't, agree. You I'm don't want to be caught without a lamp. You don't. I, I agree. I mean, you're you're screwed. You're in the middle of nowhere. I have three. You know, you have. I have three, and they're all lightweight. But I have. I keep one in my tent, which is nice. It, 
uh, there's a little sack up top. Yeah, that you, you have it your, ready to roll. Yeah, it's well, it's there, but you can you know organize your tent while, while it's dark in there. So I leave one in there. Have one, two in my pack, the rechargeable one, and then a battery one because rechargeable one dies, you're screwed. I do have an extra set of batteries for both. I mean, it is extra weight, but I don't think you can be cautious on that side i agree if you're in there you know you need to see you can't be trumbling around through the woods with your phone light trying to get back to camp there's a fine line between your weight and your redundancy yeah you want to you want to ride that line to where you can be safe yeah anytime you can find one item that serves dual purpose is a win oh yeah is a win and you really kind of sometimes have to get creative with it when it comes to that but um you know recently i did that with a pillow you know, I used to buy a dedicated pillow. It served no purpose mm-hmm. other than a pillow. Well, then I cut it by 10 ounces by getting nothing but a very light pillow case and shoving all my extra clothing in yep. it. That's my. Yeah, that's now my pillow. Do that, that's exactly do that with what a I do. stuff sack, too. I, yeah, to. right. I, I shove my puffy in my sleeping bag's bag, and it works It works perfectly. Yeah. I, oh. I bought a blow-up pillow last year. Garbage. It, I hated them all. Yeah, I didn't. So did I. I tried letting air out, put more air in, and it just was not comfortable <laughs> I, I, for me. I agree. So, um, so that brings it. What's pack weight? Like, let's talk about pack weight. We talked about it a little bit in the Utah video as I was just editing that. I think we were in the like close to fifty range. No, you were you forty were, something. You were thirty eight, I think, and I was forty two. And Spanny was, without water. Yeah, without water. Um, Matt was way heavy. He was oh, yeah. he was fifty. Was there? Did you guys go over with him what? what the extra weight was and a lot like of it, to learn a lot from of that for, him, for yourself a lot of it for him was food and he had a heavier tent yeah and a heavier sleeping pad because yeah he a little bit heavier stuff honestly we all had the same tripod spotting like his stuff was just a little bit yeah heavier and I, i'm really hoping in the elk country well we'll see but if you can lose the tripod and spotter mm-hmm. you know if you're because elk they're big you can see them. If they're too far away, you probably shouldn't be. Yeah, it's going to depend on yeah. where we're hunting and how we're hunting yeah. if we're even going to need that. I, that's a really good point because the first place I'm going, I have zero use for yeah. spotting equipment. Yes. Yeah. I, I'll have I'll have my chest harness, my bino harness, and that's all I'll need because yeah. it's all pretty heavily forced. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's nowhere to glass. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's but, just all going to be on our strategy. And yeah, right. we're hunting on the east side. We're going to be living and dying by the glass. Yeah, yeah. that's a, it's a luxury, right? To not have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, less things you can take is is a plus. So, what do you think yours would go <sighs> for this elk trip? Yeah, um, probably I would say high thirties, mid thirties, because I'm not. If we're not having to carry a bunch of water, yeah. If we're not having to carry a bunch of water, and if we lose a spotter, um, if if we lose, if we do the uh, bottomless tent, that'd mm-hmm. be a huge saver. Yeah, because when you start dropping stuff out of your bag, it gets light pretty quick. Yeah, you, and it's are, very nice. Are you guys going to share a shelter, or if we're doing that own? lightweight thing? Yeah, yeah. We'll we're chasing elk. We're going to share. Yeah. yeah, I have that. It's a Viam. I remember the name now. It's a Viam Madison, and it packs down like the size of a piece of paper, and yeah. it's it's. I think it's a pound and a half with yeah. a carbon pole. It's so lightweight. Obviously, you're going to sacrifice some comfort because you're sleeping on the ground. And but I have a uh, my, my kill kit. I carry. Um, I think I got the marsupial bags for my kill kit or for my game bags. And then I did buy the ten by ten tarp. I think mm-hmm. it comes with or it doesn't come with it, but uh, waterproof tarp membrane for 
putting your meat on, which yeah, is like nice. Little, Keep little out of the rocks pad. and stuff, but put that underneath the tent. You yeah, know, so and, you can sleep on that. Yeah, not don't have. There's a lot of things we're gonna do, and we can really strip down our kill kits to just a knife and game bags. Yeah, I bring a lot of extra stuff in mine. The only thing I have in mine is a knife, um, and especially when we're mule deer hunting, I'll probably lose a couple game bags. Uh, elk hunting, I'll probably have all of them because I, I think I have five. Yeah, we'll see so. how lightweight. It, it's it's all going to depend on the scenario. Yeah. If we're hiking back ten miles and we're setting up a base camp, we might bring some more stuff. Yeah, because might be heavier. we might be in that base camp for six days, so we can keep all this stuff in camp, and we're hunting super light. Yeah, what are you guys bringing for food? Uh, I have a lot of peaks. Oh, peak, all I yeah. have is peaks. Peak refuel. You owe me money, by the way. Oh yeah, I do. I get for those. <laughs> yeah, the re- refuels I have. I don't know, twenty five of them because. I, I, I use them for a hunt around he here. He loves those things. Dude, they're I, good. I, I, I do I got, too. They know, are so good. What's nice about, well, Isaac got his little, I don't know if I can say this on here, Coke baggies. Yeah. <laughs> my little, my little, <laughs> little baggies. My little drug dealer bag. Yeah, so Allegedly. We, we, we put, I put seasoning in them. Um, I put bearded butchers. If you guys haven't ever heard of them, they're huge. Huge, amazing butchers. Fantastic. Amazing seasoning. Fantastic. Down in uh, Creston. But I, I have their seasoning in little packets and... You add a little bit of that to your peak, um, you know, any of that. I have garlic stuff, but you put stuff in there like that. Yeah, dude, it it just, changes the game. It brightens That you. is a game changer. It is. So I, I bring that. It's not extra weight, really. I just Shout put it out in my, to Bearded Butchers. Yeah. That's so I awesome. Just, what I a just, great call out. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just put it in my, my hey, eating system. Um, and then as far, you know, if we kill something, I mean, I'm going to cook a tenderloin. No yeah, which we where. did last year at one in the morning on it a wasn't, Utah mountainside that's with awesome. sage. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. It, it, it was again bad. It goes back to, uh, to me, when it comes to satisfaction. Yeah, that outweighs that's the, the size of the antlers. Oh, it, dude, it, it was it was awesome. Fucking day. We sat oh, yeah. there, ate it, and it was. And I mean, it, it was so great, good, and it tasted so. So bad. I didn't think it was. Oh, yeah. I was so, but it was the first meat we've had. Yeah, we're using days. like sage cactuses to smoke yeah. this over, and I'm pretty sure some of them were like covered in. That's all we yet. had. We could, we couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't. I mean, there's no wood. Cooked it on we a rock. That's great. But it, it was, it was awesome. An experience I'll never forget. That's for yeah, sure. yeah. That's and great. we're gonna be doing it again. Oh yeah, with for some sure. elk this time. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, so that's our food and uh, Dylan's oh, I, the I'm, snack master. I'm getting um. I just ordered stinger or honey stingers. Honey stingers, yeah. Um, got a bunch of waffles, some energy chews, and some of their granola bars or protein bars. Just try them out. But I usually bring, as far as snacks too. He's got Jolly Ranchers, Dum Dums. You nice you bring it, He's it the is snack master. it is the best thing in the world when you're up there because you don't after two days of eating that and you're not. I would say after two days you're just eat a sucker and it's like a game you just reset it's like something sweet different than what you're yeah. having um, i still can't look at a pro bar or a granola bar yeah <laughs> i ate those for days and days i, and I feel days like straight. i found i go ahead yeah i was gonna say like i found um i started doing this like six seven years ago i found bridgeford i think is the name they do like a modified mre and okay. they're two mres they have a slice of pizza and they also have a cinnamon like a cinnamon bread yeah type thing 
and like again, a Cinnabon thing. Yeah, it's like a Cinnabon, but it meets that like standard of 100 calories per ounce. Yeah. I want to say they're like three and a half ounces. Yeah. It's like 400 calories or something like that. And to switch it up and to mix that into the rotation, because some like, listen, I'm with you. I love peaks. I do. But sometimes they get redundant. They sometimes do. they get redundant, man, because I only like a handful of them. Yeah. And then, you know, after you've eaten the third of the same kind. Yeah. Man, grabbing that, you know, piece of pizza, it's not like you yeah. like it's not like a real piece of pizza, but it's, it's like a still a cold piece of pizza you pulled out of the couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just take you I, back to your college days, man. I think it's smart also to have a variety, like you're saying. Um yeah, little ver- stuff, variety snacks, wins. just some if you keep doing the same thing every day, it gets oh, it's, so it's boring. A, yeah, yeah. And I think what I'm gonna do this year too is to save weight, um, as far as food goes, I'm gonna count calories put them in individual bags and just take that bag for the day for hunting. That's his thing. And so, I so think that, it's smart because it saves time. Thing. But I have a little bit different philosophy, I think, going into this year. I've been thinking about this a lot. We don't particularly do the 10 days in one spot like you see yeah. in all the YouTube videos, like the sexy TV. We're going to go in here for 10 days. I'm not sure they do either. So I'm going to try to be a little bit more, have a little bit more variety with my food. Because let's be honest, a lot of the times, and this is where we can be more successful because we move around so much and we have weeks to play with. So we can go hunt here for two days, here for three days. So we can play around with our food a little bit more. We don't need to pack 10 days of food. We're packing two, three days of food. I'm bringing cheese and crackers. I'm bringing like I think that's also in in Utah, like we we had probably an extra three pounds in food because we planned to be up there for Mm -hmm. five days. You know, mm-hmm. if we found water. So if you, but that's the other, that's like a catch 22. Cause if you get on elk and you're in there for, yeah, I think I would want to have a minimum of four days of food on me. And I'm going to try, because. so I'm going to try to bring backups of the really light food that probably doesn't taste the best. Sometimes those waffles are those stinger waffles. Oh, are they're awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're lightweight, they're thin pack easy and you just have miscellaneous stuff like that and, you know, get you through. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I just want to be able to stay comfortable and stay in the game. Yeah, I don't want to get burnt out. Yeah, because we're going for so long. Burnout is a it's a real thing. It's a major thing yeah. for sure. And no matter what we say, we're going to experience a little bit of it. We're just going to try to nullify that as much yeah. as we can. Yeah. Or not, you'll kill day two. Or we kill in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it can happen. I, that, that is what we hope for. Yeah. <laughs> So just let's, go into town and drink heavy in the yeah. next two weeks. <laughs> so, I mean, we talked about gear enough. I think we – let's talk about our expectations. Uh, that's my expectation that is I'm going to pee. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to take a second break. All right. We had a little bit of an intermission because we all had to pee. We were talking about our expectations for this trip. This is kind of where we're going to dial it in, finish it up, maybe. <laughs> So our expectations for our Western trip. Jay, we'll start with you. So I think we need to differentiate expectations versus goals. So goals, yeah. okay, goals and expectations. Um, Hopefully our goals are a little bit higher than maybe our expectations. Yeah, so my well, my goals are very simple. You know, to um, – I think my goal is always the same. And I was just talking to Dylan about this. Like when, my, when I'm on my drive home and I am looking back, I – I always, always slip into some weird depression when it's over. Like, you know, I'm, I'm bummed out. 
I, I, I'm looking back. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. It's a mind game. It is. It's yeah. a complete mind fuck. And I. Well, and you're not getting that back. You're never no. getting it back. You're never getting it back. And I, my goal in the most general sense is that that is a minimum when I'm driving home is the, sh- the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. That I look back and I've, I've had both. I've had, man, I'm kind of proud of myself where I pushed it. I yeah. pushed like our bear hunt coming oh. home. Oh my God. I was so, I, w- I had zero regrets. There were, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like I could have, w- w- should we have made different decisions? Maybe, I don't know. But when it comes to effort, and, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. No, not and, at all. And that's a, I think I'm, I'm happy with that. That's my goal is to have that driving home, um, looking back going, man, I pushed myself. I don't know if I could have done any more. Um, you know, tactics are what they are. You're yeah, gonna, and there's always going to be what if. Yeah. No matter what, sure. there'll be what ifs. You can have a perfect hunt and there'll be what ifs. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to effort, that's the in struggle and overcoming those things. If I'm driving home and, and I can really look in myself and go, yeah, you know what? I don't think I could have pushed any harder because if I'm coming home on September 28th, but I still have a tag in my pocket, I did something horribly wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people like kind of tap out and then they regret it. So you're talking about if you come home before that next hunt even starts. Well, uh, just in general, like yeah. in it, using that as like a, a very general idea or coming home before you're out of time, stay yeah. out there, give yourself that time. You're never getting this back ever. Yeah. Cause one week later when it soaks in, you're going to be like, you're going to regret it. You're going to regret it so bad. You're gonna and we've all so been bad. there. I've been there. Yeah. 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 I think you'd be lying on some level if you weren't. If you yeah. if you have yeah. an experience, unless that. you were a hundred percent successful, and yeah. even when you are successful, you're like, man, maybe I should have passed him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, goals—that's my goal. Okay. Expectations. Um, I expect to continue my uh, success in finding the animal. I expect to continue my success in e scouting and woodsmanship and and get putting myself on animals in a situation to be successful yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's my expectation because um, let's be honest everything else is up to those animals sometimes yeah yeah i mean and you, and you can't change that yeah and and you know if i kill man great but that's you know that's yeah. the cherry on top for me yeah and some people always oh you go out there you spend all this money and do this and that you don't kill and it's it's not about that you no, know, not not yeah, being sappy and everything, but it's it, it's an unreal experience to go out there and hunt with your friends and mm-hmm. um, be on a mountain, wake up with anim, you know, wake up with the elk, mule deer. Um, it's it's something that you most people never experience in their life, and I am just grateful to be able to do it. You know, there's going to be a time I, that comes in my life that I will not be able to walk up that mountain, and that's I just want to be able to do it for as long as I can and enjoy it you know and that's where a lot of people they get they get pissed or they don't kill anything and it's it's not about that I no mean, it's, it's not it's, it's the it's, experience that you could tell your kids your grandkids and um something that there's just something about it you know and it it, it 
makes a man out of you being up there. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And, and like, that's, if, if you follow me on Instagram or whatever, like all 10 of you, uh, <laughs> if, like I'll, I'll sign a lot of hashtag seasons left. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, I'm not sure. We couldn't figure came. out where it came I from. I can't, I, you know, maybe it's something I come up, came up with, but I, I, or I heard it somewhere, I, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But somewhere along the lines, like quit counting birthdays yeah like birthdays don't matter like people celebrate birthdays to me it's a reminder of how many seasons i have left to do this and um it's kind of a morbid thing but also it's an appreciation thing yeah you know and uh when you stop appreciating this stuff and you start taking it for granted you really fuck this up you really fuck this whole thing up oh yeah yeah and that's where that's where a lot of people Think, you know, you know. So, so like hashtag seasons left, man. Like, let's start a thing. Yeah. And because when you look at, so just to be honest, this Montana general tag takes two years to draw right now, probably three years to draw next year and maybe from that. So you start doing some crazy math. You might only hold this tag for five more years yeah. in, your, in your life, basically. Yeah. Yep. And you don't realize that when you're driving home a couple of days early. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but take it for granted. Don't, don't, don't take it for granted. Yeah. So, Dylan, what would you say your goals are? Coming back, driving home, you're driving back through Nebraska. <laughs> You've seen a cornfield. Again. <laughs> Cows. Yeah, yeah. So what is your goal um, in the back of your truck besides my giant elk camp? <laughs> and a trailer for our balls. <laughs> I was going to use that one later. My line. No, they're, uh, I, I think my goals are to um, do what we can, you know, don't quit and ease into it i don't think we we want to rush into it hard you mm-hmm. know if there's elk they're there obviously do it but um i don't i don't know it's goal obviously to kill but have a good time just cherish all the moments you have out mm-hmm. there and you know learn from your mistakes um it's gonna be my first elk hunt so i'm super excited and i'm gonna learn gonna have doubts gonna have regrets gonna have everything so oh, yeah we're gonna but experience it's so us- emotional th- it's so emotional. usually how how i am i'm i'm the type of hunter and person in general to give it your all at everything you do and when we were in utah matt i mean everyone's tapped out it oh was, we were tapped it was out. miserable we were way but, up on the mountain packing up camp to yeah. go home and dylan's like i'm going up yeah so I, I i went up with a he strapped one, his gene to his binocular <laughs> harness and he's like yeah i'm going yeah no pack nothing and i just i did you know went up to almost the top came back around still hunted and it worked i, I saw a lot of deer and it, just not the ones i want to shoot i did see two or three smaller bucks but um you know it, it just i don't i don't like to quit and I think a goal for me is I, I want to be able to come home and be like, you know, fuck it. I gave it, gave it everything I had yeah, and gave it my all. And I, I don't want to have that regret sitting over me, but I don't ponder that stuff too much. You know, it, you can think about it and think about all these ways, but where does it get you? Just pisses you off more. Yep, and, yep. you know, you think about it a little bit, obviously. And, uh, I just want to make sure I don't have any, you know, any regrets and just hunt our asses off. I think it's a good time to crowbar this in. Um, Steve Rinella said this, I, I can't quote him on this for, I saw this on an episode of meat eater. I think, um, he said, there's two types of fun in this world. There's the roller coaster fun, which isn't like, it's fun in the moment, 
Yeah. Right, but it's not really memorable. Yeah, it's the Wii, the laughing. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. And then you forget about it the weekend later. Yeah. But then there's that that fun that's so fucking miserable at the time that you're sharing with your buddy. Yeah. Or you're overcoming your personal doubts. You remember or those whatever. more than anything else. Yeah. The, the, and then it's yeah. fun 10 years from now. Yeah. And yeah. you look back and, and you, you go, it. dude, I overcame that or whatever. Yeah. And you're sharing it with your buddies. Like, yeah. remember, remember when you popped your your sleeping pad and we slept uh, you slept on the ground like that's the, the fun yeah. that's the goal that's the fun yeah that's the goal you have yes and yeah. you might not realize that goal until right. 10 years later right yeah what's your goal uh my goal i just want a good representation of an elk hunt yeah that's what i want to come back with i want to be calling to bulls i want to yep. maybe call a bull in i want to see some cows yeah i want to just have that representation of an elk hunt just have that experience. Yeah. I don't have to kill anything. Obviously I want to kill something. Yeah. But I just want to, I want to have a, an archery of September of rut and elk hunt. Yeah. That's, just just that, to experience, you know, bugling bull coming in. Yeah. Just to experience that satisfaction. Yeah. Of, yeah and I want to see, I want to see what that's like. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be to have a bull bugling at 50 yards, mm-hmm. just right at you. Yeah. That, I mean, my hair standing up in the back. Yeah, of the yeah. that's what I want to yeah. experience. Yeah, the, from the elk portion of it, and from the from our antelope and mule deer hunt that we have going on before that, I just want some good stocks. I don't care if they fail. Yeah, I want to find a bedded that's, deer and I want to put a stock in. That it. is the one thing last year that killed me. We didn't it, get it, that. That's, chance. I think that's what pissed me off the most about that trip. And it's hunting, right? You're never. It, it's hunting. Yeah, it's you're not. not it, you're not going out to kill the animal, you know. And I am. It was a, one of the best trips I ever took in my life, and I, you know, I I don't look back on hunts and be like, man, that sucked. I can't believe I wasted the time and money to do that. No, fuck that. It's all, everything is awesome at the end of the day. But the one thing I I did irk me the most is I never got an opportunity, and all I wanted was one. Just if I have an opportunity and I fuck it up, that's on me. I don't yeah. I don't want to. Um, I'd rather have that, but we didn't have. I mean, it was so hard to hunt so, those deer. Do you mind if I ask, like, did you not have the opportunity at the deer you wanted or opportunity at all? I would say at I, all. I think I we mean, wanted that picturesque, you put that mule deer to bed, you see him on the mountain, you set up a stalk. We just did, we didn't get that opportunity. Well, that too, I could have shot the last day was yeah. the only day that I was close enough to kill a deer. And I, we just didn't get any opportunities matt had a couple you obviously had one um but I, we just never had those those close encounters or those you know yeah like we could never put a deer to bed yeah where we it knew was, we could stop where we were it was so hard to see and it just you know mm-hmm. that's these deer were bedding in the dark timber that we couldn't glass yeah. it, we, it you was, almost had to hunt them like whitetails you yeah. had to sit wait till they came out to feed and and stuff like that so i i and i i love stalking deer it's i mean it, I, I've killed whitetails like that. That's how I grew up hunting is on the ground, you know, running and gunning with a bow. And a lot of people don't understand what that's like until you do it because it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not easy. No, um, no. But you learn a lot. You learn how to be stealthy and, you know, it, you're just different, different hunting. Yeah, that's one of my main goals. I just want a good representation of, yeah. oh, we found this deer. We put him to yeah. bed. We can set up a stock. Here's our wind. Yeah. Come in from uphill. And all that. I just want that experience. Put a game plan together. Yeah. Because we and never. And it doesn't didn't. have to be successful. Yeah. No, I don't care I about just, that at I all. I just want that. And I want to get the experience doing that as yeah. well. Yeah. 
I, I go love on other hunts. Coming up some. with game plans, figuring out how to get this animal, how to kill him, how to get close to him, or you know, figure out for tomorrow. And and we just, I, we never even, I don't think, planned anything yeah. while we were there. So that that really pissed me off. Also, in that way, you're first. Yeah, you're first in that environment. Yeah, like that topography, right? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on, we're babies. Yeah, yeah. babies. Dude. Yeah. I but, never stepped but, foot in but, Utah before so, we started hunting. But yeah. do you come home? Did you guys come home? Uh, probably an individual question for the both of you. Uh, with that, what I said, could you have done the shoulda, coulda, woulda? Like, do, were you satisfied coming home with the effort? I think we're going to answer the struggle similarly. I think I was. Because we did hunt our asses off, but we could have changed some things. I mean, we could. Yeah, we should have. I think there's a difference between tactics and effort. Yeah, I'm a yes right? and a no. Tactics is a hindsight thing. Effort yeah. is not. Our yeah. tactics would have changed hindsight. Yes, definitely. But yeah. the effort that we put in for the tactics that we had in place, I wouldn't say I have any regrets from that. Yeah, I, I like don't think so. Yeah, I mean, we bitch we, out. No, we no, we no. went we went up, and every day, every chance we got, we were hunting, we were glassing. And um, we were so alone. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if people just weren't hunting the same way we are, but we were alone. Yeah. And but our tactics, and, and we are planning on going back, so our tactics will change if yeah. we go back. Yeah. Either hunt where you killed and, and hunt them kind of like whitetail spot and stalk when they come out. Or, and we're going up. Yeah. Up, high. Up and hunting down. We yeah. were down and hunting up. So we... Not good. It, no. <laughs> it, it wasn't a recipe for success. Yeah. But, but who knows? Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. That's high country mule deer hunting. It was our first time doing it. Yeah, that's how you learn. And I did come home with a deer, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, I've never been so pumped to shoot off four points. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that's my goals, expectations. I don't know what to expect, honestly. I don't know what to expect pressure wise. We haven't really talked about pressure at all yet, because it it is such a crap the worst. Shoot. Hope I, for the best. Expect the worst. Hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. Expect to see somebody else when you're hunting. Yeah. Everywhere you're hunting. Yeah. But hope, we, we hope got, that doesn't we happen. We got so screwed. I I wouldn't say screwed, but I mean, I don't think we could possibly ever be as bad as Nebraska. I no, going no, back to that no. because there's so much hunting pressure. Every pool off there's people, no deer to be found. And I, I, I can't believe the way that that we walked was. Seventy miles, and you know, so one buck seven on public, days, one mule deer days. or two mule deer bucks on public yeah. and one whitetail. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you look back at that, that one's already out of the way. I don't think anything, especially where we're going to be, I mean, you can't beat it. Sleeping on a mountain, being yeah. up there, and just hunting, you know. And we so, are spoiled with everything that we have now. I mean, oh, people. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm very optimistic that we're going to have very good luck. Yeah, I am too. Good. I really I really do. I, I'm, I'm also, like I was saying, the type of person that I, I go, and I go get it. You know, it's uh, there's not going to be any quit until we leave. Yeah, so. we know we can work just as hard as anybody out there. Yeah. Nobody's going to outwork us out there. Yeah. Awesome. So. Any uh, finishing remarks? Uh, for me, so. I would say, um, you know, not to get too emotional or anything, but don't take it for granted. No, mm-hmm. never. You know, um, if you, like, I saw this thing pop up on my uh, email um, about should I hunt the moon if the moon is like, I'm like, 
what the fuck? If you can hunt, hunt. fucking yeah. hunt. Yeah. Like you're if you if you can take the time off, you're gonna revolve it around the goddamn moon. Yeah. yeah. People <laughs> are so what the fuck? People are so <laughs> into I, into I, that I, stuff, man. I listen, man. I, is there something to it? I don't know. I'll tell you what you can't do is kill them when you're not out there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I don't know, man. Like sometimes things start getting a little silly, yeah. and I think when you're revolving your time off around things like that take the time off as much as you can when you can and get out there yeah mm-hmm. and enjoy it and may, put in the work need to make a hashtag that says shut up and hunt yeah. <laughs> put it shut up and put hunt. in the work yeah. and, and you're gonna and you're gonna be happy yeah. successful air quotes or not if you put in the effort you will you're gonna be happy yeah, yeah. your I success you. is gauged by your effort i promise mm-hmm. you Everyone gauges their success or whatever based on killing everything, and it's just that's just not the case. No. Anybody I mean, I, that's I'm, out there really doing yeah. it knows that. Yeah, I am so I happy with how Utah turned out. I'm so happy with every hunt I've ever been on, not been successful. I mean, it, the experiences you can't you can't beat them. No, nope. you know. Yep, exactly. Well, I think that's good. Thanks for listening. Uh, this was the Deer Shot Podcast. This was a long one, possibly a two parter two-parter for sure and uh we'll see you on the next one deer shop out thanks fellas we're gonna kill